Across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Well, thanks, guys. You've left me literally... I haven't... Ah! Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It might seem crazy wearing stripes of pride. I Instagram every meal I've had. Oh my. Use liquor bottles around display. We can go to see a show, but I'll make you pay. Is going to be on the show later on this evening. Oh, I ordered a Weird Al uh, CD. Where has that gone? That's not arrived yet, has it? Um, literally, I'm holding up a blank piece of paper. You can't see it because I've not set up um, uh, Periscope. So I, 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 I'm bothered. Um, literally, a blank piece of paper. There's nothing. I went through the newspapers today, and um, there is absolutely nothing. In them, it's all Great British Bake Off and um, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. And it's just like, I'm I'm not interested or 
touched by either of those stories. So, unless you are interested or touched by either of those stories, there's nothing in the papers for you at all today. Imagine you'd spent... How much does the paper cost? Bloody hell, the Daily Mirror's 65 pence! Sweet Lord, the Daily Star's 30 pence! Ah, oh, brilliant, the Sun's 50 pence. That's, that's, um, bargain. Um... But uh, if you've spent money on a newspaper, flipping heck, I'd be demanding a refund because there's nothing in there. And um, the, the, um, the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie thing, uh, oh, I mean, there's kids involved and stuff, you know, and it's there's, there's, there's kids involved and he he smoked pot. She was feisty. He he drank... There's a picture of them supposedly arguing on a balcony. And it says, look closely, Brad Pitt appears to be holding what looks like a, a bottle of beer. What, what? 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 So from that, he's a wife-beating, crack-addicted alcoholic? Is that what we're... Um, some, even if he was, I couldn't care less! Even if he was, I literally couldn't care Less. I'm trying to think how many Angelina Jolie films I've seen. None. I'm in an Angelina Jolie film, and I've not even seen that. I've not even seen past the first ten minutes of Beyond Borders. I'm in it. You can go IMDb me. I'm in it. I went and saw it at the cinema. I was in New York when it came out. I went and saw it at the cinema. Once my bit was up, I was like, right, I'm off. I'm not watching the rest of this. looks rubbish. Have I seen another film she's been in? No. How many Brad Pitt films have I seen? Um, three. Name those Brad Pitt films. Okay, I'll name three. Uh, World War... Now, you've got to say World War Z, because it sounds like three, I've discovered. It's what's called World War Z. It's not World War Z. It's World War Z, World War Three. I've seen that. I've seen... Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, by the way. Jim, you're going to be the first caller, and boy, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be exciting. I've seen 12 Monkeys, and I th- I guess I can't remember it, but I guess I've seen um, Thelma and Louise. I guess I've seen that. Because when did Thelma and Louise come out? Let's pick a year, 19... Could be 89. I'm going to say 92. I'm going to say 92. Um, and... I I sort of remember them. I sort of remember the bit at the end when they joined. Let me, Jim, Jim. Uh, Ian. What year was Thelma and Louise? Oh, it must be about eighteen uh, four, eighty four. Eighty four. Are you nuts? I was eleven. I was not eleven, Jim, when Thelma and Louise came out. So, what year do you think it was then? <laughs> that that is an excellent comeback, Jim. I admire your your. Um... Uh, what's your take on it? Well, I've I've said ninety two, but now I'm um, now I'm doing the thing. There's a thing. There's a psychological thing. I can't remember what it's called, but um, when people are guessing years or prices on their own, they guess higher. But then when they're guessing in groups, they guess lower. It's the Bruce Forsyth effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to say, in that case, I'm going to say 1989. 
but I still think yeah, no. Maybe, maybe I think it was more it, like the nineties. Well, you yeah. s- you said eighty four, and now you're yeah, saying I thought, it's more I like eighties. No, yeah, maybe, yeah, I, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was more like the nineties. I'm going to say nineteen ninety. That's my final offer, but, um, Thelma. That's my final answer. Lock it in. Make the thing go gold. I'm saying Thelma and Louise was nineteen ninety. Uh, a child, Ian. Uh, my granddad had um, his own house before he went into a home, and in his house he had quite a large library. And I remember reading a book called Death Takes a Holiday. Oh yeah. And uh, that was Meet Joe Black with Brad Pitt. So we're back round to where we were earlier. Brad Pitt wrote Death Takes a Holiday. No, no. Uh, he was in Meet Joe Black, which was oh. based on Death Tech's Holiday. One of my favourite films, and um, if you were to show it now, people wouldn't get it, right? But I remember this film being brilliant, right? And I can't remember what it's called. I th- it's either called Death by Murder. No, it's not. It's called Murder by Death. Murder by Death. Murder by yeah. Death. A great film. It, Murder by Death, right, is brilliant. You've got Peter Sellers as Charlie yeah. Chan. Yep. You've got um, Peter Falk as a Columbo-type detective. Yeah, uh, yeah, he plays Columbo in that film. Yeah, essentially. But yeah. they obviously they weren't allowed to use the name Columbo. So, but he's no, he, no, he's, he's, he's being that. Columbo. There's <laughs> isn't Dave, is David Niven in it? Yeah, Niven's in it. It's the, the basically the cast from the party. <laughs> yes, it is Birdie Num Nums. There's an old your your cat's called Num Nums because of the party. Yeah, well, because we watched it when uh, I was trying to entertain a poorly child one day. And we watched the party because I had it on DVD and nothing else. I had no internet and literally like about. How did the years. party go down? Because it's quite slow. No, no, it, she loved it. And uh, racist. Where he's got the like a piece of paper wrapped around his foot. That was the funniest thing yeah. ever. Then they uh, all paint yeah. the elephant all psychedelic, don't they? You do indeed, yeah. Well, it, the, the film tails off. The, the, the beginning is it, what does off. she sing? What does she sing in there? She sings... A, does she sing Moon River? No. She sings a really... Fa- anyway, and then there's an old woman who's co- supposed to be Miss Marple, and, then, right. the, and yeah. then there's another famous detective. And my favourite scene in that is when one of the detectives leaves the dining room and then comes back and it's empty and then he goes out and comes back in again and everyone's there and it's like there's an alternate dining room. So we're talking about nostalgia. Have you watched um, the Netflix programme Stranger Things? I uh, deliberately didn't watch the last two episodes. But you watched some of them then? I think are there eight episodes. I watched six, yeah. and then deliberately just to just to screw just with Netflix and their stats. Amongst the pigeons. Yeah, I've not watched. I've not watched the last two, and I Did never you enjoy will. The other ones. Did you? Oh no. What other ones? The other episodes. Yeah, the other episodes. Yeah. Well, I you thought I thought I was enjoying them. Oh yeah. But I wasn't I enjoying them. them very much. You didn't enjoy them. No. I, Something that made me want to do, which I've never done in my entire life, and I think you could have possibly have a phone-in based around this. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, a Dungeons and Dragons ride! Yeah, I've never played that. Do you not remember the cartoon, though? I remember that, yeah, with uni. Uni! Hey, a Dungeons and... Wasn't... I know, I I don't know how old the people were in that, but wasn't one of the girls really fit? That's inappropriate. Well, it's a, and part, no, I can't remember. It's no, a, I can't the remember. thing is, all right, is it paedophilia? Jim, Jim, is it paedophilia if it's a cartoon? Um, is my 
I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I w- used to be in love with the girl from the Wonder Years, and then when I saw it recently, I went, oh, she's a child. Well, she... <laughs> but, but I was a child when I was in love with her. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I once had... Se- I, Jim, I once had sex with a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, how old were you? I was... I happened to be 16 at the time, you see. Yeah, so when yeah. you put it in that... Co- you say that sentence, oh, it's, it's all you, Tree. But no, I was 16... <laughs> I used to... Here's the thing, Jim, right? For a significant part of my life, I found... I found 15-year-old girls sexually attractive. I was about 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 when I did. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, now I don't find them, you know... This nope. is a strange conversation you've. Uh, yeah, I, I did not dragged me into Jim. I did not start very, the conversation. Very, I strange. was talking about Dungeons and Dragons. You started talking about your hebophilic antics. <laughs> if we <laughs> all, if we mathematically, we're all paedophiles. Pedophi- Who says that? Uh, that's my. That's going to be the quote <laughs> that they're going to put on my gravestone. <laughs> um, I've. I played. We played Dungeons. In, and, illuminated yes. letters, which. Yes. Yes. You know, you hey, do you remember? Do you remember when? Um, this is now. This is serious now. Do you remember when they smashed up Savile's? Um, Savile had oh, a massive gravestone. They buried him. They buried him facing down. How strange is that? They, yeah, they did. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, they buried him facing um, down. Yeah, like no. he, his. Yeah, no. his corpse was straight down. In the ground. Oh, well, it was straight down. I thought yeah. they buried him at an, like a forty-five degree angle. So he was looking out oh, yeah. over so all the... Oh, I suppose he wasn't down clubs. and he was up. His feet were down and his head was up. Yeah, I think he was at like a 45-degree angle. That's and he had this weird. the biggest, most ostentatious... Erection. Uh, behind, <laughs> yeah, no, he did. I, I'm going to... I don't mind. But with the gravestone. And then they they smashed it up. They sm- and I think they... Didn't they move the body as well? I don't know whether they smashed it up, did they? Mm. I remember yeah, the did. friend Limmy was calling for them to exhume him. Well. <laughs> I don't know if that actually happened. No, they smashed, they definitely smashed the gravestone. And I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling they dug up the body. And maybe they cremated it after that. I think they catapulted it into the sea. Well, they could have done. Well, you know. Um, no evidence. Sorry? I listened to your recent podcast. Uh, Let me just say, uh, for legal reasons, there's no link between anything we've spoken about. This is a no, fresh breath. In not. fact, and to, no, to punctuate it, Jim, to punctuate it, and, and to make sure Letitius Edmonds doesn't get his uh, greasy palms on my cash, we're going to have a break. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Very exciting to see um, Ray is uh, posting stills from my uh, starring uh, appearance alongside Angelina Jolie, and uh, that really is um, great memories. I got flown out to Canada, right? I think I got, I think I got flown out first class to Canada and put up in the same hotel that that. Who's the old black actor, Jim? And isn't it sad that we that by saying who's the old black actor, we're only Sydney talking... Sidney Poitier. No, not... OK, a little bit younger than Sidney Poitier. Morgan Freeman. Thank you very much indeed. Um, and, and, and that shows that even uh, in... Even Ian, in, even I, in I, hang on a second. Even in 2016... He's enough talk, doesn't he? Even in 2016, uh, we're still a racist world where we say the old black actor and the second person that's named is the one I was thinking of. I was staying in the same hotel as him. 
Um, Andy Dufresne was the... Have you been smoking drugs? No, I have not. Have you been uh, drinking? I was trying to do Morgan Freeman. Because you don't know, you're talking more than me, and I'm getting paid to talk. No, uh, Morgan Freeman was, I wish that I could tell you that Andy fought a good fight. And that is... He wasn't German. I wish that I could tell you Andy <laughs> fought a good fight. <laughs> that little penguin danced oh, the time of that year, etc. Okay. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, this is like yeah. what you're like when you're straight. Imagine what you're like when you're high. Imagine yeah. you're on cocaine. Crackers. Crackers. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, guys, because I've got honestly, I've got. Right, can we go back to Noel? Oh, Struth. Back to his behaviour. Yes. We've seen. I mean, I, I recently I've seen some of his bonkers stuff, but some of his past bonkers stuff is comedy gold. What is wrong with Noel Edmonds? What 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 do you what what are you talking about? The phoning the cat, I think, is genius. Uh, have you seen his? Uh, he had a show that was like Britain is broken, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's good. And that he just ran yeah. about. Uh, I don't even know what it was about. It was about like uh, people just taking the Mickey out of Britain somehow. No, his his rant was um, that he was trying to get um, something done about a, a soldier. And the local council involved um, weren't interested in helping because they didn't um, they didn't like to talk to entertainment shows. That was what he got um, angry about, and rightfully so. There's a seven thousand named petition. We invited the council to come on the show. They declined. Their head of press, Jim Vandenbos, actually said, "We don't talk to entertainment shows like yours." Well. Actually, Mr. Van and Boat, I've got a message for you. Don't th- simply think this is an entertainment show and decide then that you don't want to talk to us. Because Mark Prince... You see, actually, when you, when you look at it, Jim, it all makes perfect sense. Everything that Noel Edmonds says sort of makes perfect sense. Yeah, of course it does. If you're... A fascist, I suppose. No, I no, 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 no. Come on, I'm not. I got with the custodian now. I'm not going to let you call Noel Edmonds a fascist for crying out. Well, um, a fascist sympathiser, maybe. No, no, Jim. Seriously, I can't let you do that because that's libel. So I'm not letting you. I'm not letting you get okay. away with that. I'm not letting you get I away have away. actually been accused by of libel by you before. Well, maybe so. you should. Maybe <laughs> you should. Up my game. No, a bit. <laughs> you should roll. God, j- shut up. Maybe you should um, just roll back a little bit on all the libelous accusations you're tossing yeah. around. I'm sure that Noel Edmonds is a nice man. Yeah, but he is. The beard. I'm sure that there is something within him that is human. Yes. But I think it would take... Are you sure you're not on drugs? <laughs> I'm sure I'm not on okay. drugs. Okay, wowzers, that's worrying. Why, do I really sound like I'm on drugs? Yes, you do. Yeah, because it's rambling nonsense. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Well, do you remember Radiant Silver Gun here? The Radiant Silver Gun? <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um. So, honestly, I have nothing for the show this evening. We could play Weird Al Yankovic uh, a little bit later on in an interview I recorded with him last week. Um, whereas yesterday's show was jam-packed with stuff. We had Scroobius Pip, and we had uh, uh, um, Peter Ormerod, who's, who, whose cat had received uh, a phone call from Noel Edmonds. Tonight, got no, got no guest lineup, which is which is groovy. But then my usual fallback is to go through the papers and um, 
have a look at what's going on in, in, in but this is it's, it's all brad pitt and great british bake-off that's, that's all it is so unless you call in guys we're in big trouble tonight big trouble oh eight the phone number oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand um we call you back I mean, you can talk about Great British Bake Off and Brad Pitt, but neither of those things... Imp- it's so funny watching them be front-page stories because neither of those things interest me or have um, an impact on my life. Um, let's go to um, Gary Redrup from the Custard Bumhole podcast. Good evening, Gary. Oh, I not, didn't, not Gav. I didn't know not you Gav. had names. Well... Um, yeah. How is Custard Bumhole doing these days? It's going all right, yeah. We talk about the Great British Bake Off. Oh, <laughs> so, so I'm not going to do that tonight. It, uh, honestly, and I, I understand it's, you know, 15 million viewers. It's a big show, right? It's a big, oh, yeah. big show. And it's about more. The story is about more than just a television show. It's about the BBC being beaten oh, to absolutely. its knees by the and government. Money. It's about money. It's about money. Oh, yeah. It's about friendship. It's about loyalty. We're all making, um, we're all celebrated that Mel and Sue are now um, Mary Berry. Uh, are staying with the BBC and they'll be justly rewarded. And we're all thinking, what a mm. snivelling less, little SH1T Paul Hollywood is again. Yeah, there's a lot but, of backlash. But the thing, Paul. well, exactly. But the thing is, right, we probably do, he gets paid, I, I think he gets paid like 60 grand a series, right, or a year or whatever. It's a lot of money, yeah. but in TV, it's not a lot of money. And he goes to Channel 4, he'll get what, 200,000? Yeah. Yeah. So. Plus, plus also, unlike the others, I, I don't know. I don't think he really has a future on the BBC, no, like a lot of people. No, so and he, good luck and to he him. Didn't, he didn't make Channel Four buy the program. And here's the thing: the BBC, him. the BBC will turn around and shaft people just as quick as they will celebrate people. They got um, a history of that, I believe. Yeah, they have got mm. a history of that. So while I respect Mel and Sue's loyalty, I, I hope that Mary Berry um, fails. I hope that they don't find a vehicle for her and that Mel and Sue get their own show and that Paul Hollywood succeeds on Channel 4 and Mary Berry looks like the SH1T. That's what I hope. That's in my heart of hearts, uh, yeah. Gary uh, Redrup from Custard Bumhole Podcast. If, if That's what I hope will happen. Yeah. That's what I would happen. I actually ran up to talk about uh, Noel Edmonds. Oh, yeah, go on. Because uh, I heard him on Radio 2 today. He was talking to a cat on the Jeremy Vine show. Is that correct? He, he was, yes. And um, the cat... The cat was now... What was the name of the Irish singer from the 70s? Is it Dana? Dana, yeah. Yeah. The cat was called Dana, and the first thing he said was, you know you share the name of a, a successful Irish singer? And he was talking to the cat like it was a person. Yeah. And it was just weird. And then he Why? confirmed that he'd... Well, because cats aren't people. They can't talk back. Well, funnily enough, here's the thing. I was going to the toilet this morning for a... a, well, it, was a it was a slash, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. And the cat was in the way, and I said, excuse me, please, Velvet. I actually said that. I went, excuse me, please, Velvet. I said that out loud. And as I said it, I thought, oh, that but was stupid. Okay. That was practical. Well, but she, and she moved. Yeah, um, yeah. But I could have just gone, get out of it. It's all right, yeah. Um, but I said, excuse me, please, Velvet. And I went and I did what I needed but to. Then, he, then to he spoke to, uh, then he confirmed that he had actually spoken to a, both a python and a hamster. Hey. And then he spoke to a dog, and the dog was like a rescue dog. 
so he started off by going, it's okay, it's all right. And, oh, man, it was just, it was... Did he do I any... Couldn't, did he do any of the whispering? Because what I would have done... Yeah. Because I would have talked to him, and then I'd have gone, you guys won't, this is not for you. And I'd go... He got them to play a song. Good. But why wouldn't um, you? Why wouldn't animals enjoy music? But why would you think that that would be the correct thing to do? I understand what you're saying, that, yeah, you know, make music therapy and all that, but why would you go there? Would you mean, why would, I don't understand why I, would you, why would you not go there? Why would you, um, the thing is, we all know that animals can make music. Yeah. Hang on, here it comes. Here it comes, okay. doing, doing, doing a game. Oh, yeah, for So if animals... If animals can make music, why would they not enjoy music? Uh, if, do you know what? The whole thing felt very uncomfortable. And, like, I couldn't tell if Edmonds was taking it seriously or not. Even he was well, slightly taking the mick out of it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What a surprise. He's filming a 40-week-long television oh. programme for Channel 4, and he's launching um, a new oh, radio okay. station for pets. Yeah, so, he's got that in. <laughs> so, well, so... It, here we go. I like this bit. Do you think you should have James Whale? Oh, James has left um, BBC Essex, hasn't he? Yeah, but, but, but whale pet. Really. I see. I wonder where. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder where James Whale's going to end up. Yeah, I, I know he's he's covering somewhere next week, isn't he, or something? I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Who first thought of that? He's well. Is it, is it the worst kept secret in show business that he's covering so, here yeah. for a week, and he'll, he'll probably end up here? Yeah, well, he didn't also say on some press release I saw that he wants to join a national station. Yeah, he'll be back here. Let's be honest, yeah, guys. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything, but I think it's all pretty no. obvious, isn't it? That's and then, and then Boyd, and then Mendoza. Boyd is um, Boyd's not re- t- replying to my emails. Uh, which, which you know, makes me um, always makes I've me. Got suspicious. his number if you want it. I've got his number. I'm not phoning oh, up okay. his landline. I, I've lot his mobile's changed. Uh, anyway, well, anyway we're getting. Uh, hang on, here yeah, we go. Geeky. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's get the ending. Yep. You see, you know, if, they, if, if yeah. they can make music, they can enjoy music. Uh, I'm not one of those people. I'm, I've never had a pet. Apart from, no, that's not true. I had a goldfish, but never a pet that would a walking pet, shall we say? Um, well, so, maybe you know, maybe you should get one. You know what I mean? Not a proper you, pet. You, what do you mean? You've had, you've had like lame pets? No, I've, I've had a goldfish, crippled pet. That's it. No, but he kept, fish can't walk. There's a brilliant they Monty Python have... sketch, isn't there? And do you know what? I haven't watched Monty Python for a long time. It might be time for me to reevaluate the series. Isn't there a brilliant Monty Python sketch when Terry Jones is playing the mice and he has rows of mice and he just smashes oh, them yeah. with mallets and they squeak in tune? And um, What song does he do? I can't remember. Oh, it's a fairly famous one. I don't know. I don't know. Gary Redford yeah. from Custard Up My Bumhole podcast. Um, well, thanks for calling. I didn't get paid for the interview, by the way, just to uh, just where do I send the invoice? Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. 
Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. What a, what a time to be alive. The internet's not working. It was working perfectly before. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Bear with me. Click on here. Here we go. This is Radio 4, guys. Frank, what age were you when you went to Battersea Dogs Home? You don't know? You were abandoned as a puppy. So this is, you this don't is from know Radio 4, are. guys. What? That's from Radio 4. That's JP, the excellent JP Devlin, um, uh, interviewing a dog. Funnily enough, uh, thank you for that, JP. Funnily enough, um, when I was out walking the dog the other day, I heard some birds talking. Some birds. They they all said, they all, I can't, what did they say? It sounded like they were saying a word. And I actually turned around and said, what did you say? And they said it again. It was the weirdest, weirdest thing. The weirdest thing. Um, is this, isn't there a story about... I don't, don't know. I'm not really... Anyway. Um, Andrew! Yes. How's things? Yeah? Like, good? What, what, say that again, Andrew. How, is, how are things? Do you, do you, honestly? Um, probably not. No. There we go. Well, do you <laughs> should, don't ask the question if you don't want the answer. Like the answer. Yeah, yeah. I've just come back from LA. I was at the uh, Monkeys concert. Hey, you were at the Monkeys concert, the last concert to the feature one, Michael yeah. Nesmith of the Monkeys performing. Good for you. How, how was it? It was great. I'd never been to one before, and uh, it was sold out, and uh, it was, there was a great vibe there. I had a guy who was about the size of Cyril Smith sitting in front of me. Yeah, there's those Americans. They're big. <laughs> They're big people. They, they, they are, yeah. Um, I felt very spelt next to them, which was quite fun. Um, they're, they're, um, good, they're good fun, though, Sha. I'm, I'm, I've been to the States to see the, those those three monkeys, and I did consider going to this one, but I just couldn't justify it. But they're, they're a lot of They put on a good show, don't they? They do. I didn't realise that Daydream Believer, that um, David Jones has got some, some real moves in that video. Yeah, yeah, in the Rainbow Room. He invented the Axl Rose dance. Yeah, and I know it sounds odd, but I always thought Daydream Believer was... Sleep up, uh, wake up, sleepy Jesus, which I don't think would have made sense. Wake up, sleepy Jesus. Yeah, I thought it'd be more of a religious uh, religious song because it's quite spiritual. You you thought the lyrics were wake up, sleepy Jesus? Yes. Are you nuts? Yes. Hang on a second. In a good way. Hang on a second. Let's um, hang on. Let's let's, let's, just see how you could possibly hear. Hang on. Here we go. I know it is. Okay, I just want to see how you could get it so hideously wrong. Hang on. Hang on. Listen to it. This is the most perfect pop song of all time. Here we go. So we're listening for the lyrics Wake Up Sleepy Jesus. Hang on, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here it comes. Wake Up. Sleepy Jesus. You are absolute. Is everybody? Did they legalise crack? 
Because everybody tonight is completely whack. No, then the next line will be about um, I'm being crucified and I'm enjoying it or something like that. And Wowzers. obviously they'd be in more trouble than, than the Beatles were. For well, not that. only have you misunderstood the um, the, the monkey's <laughs> lyrics, you've, I think you've misunderstood the story of the crucifixion as well. I have. The other... The other thing I did in um, Los Angeles was something for charity. I, I walked 32 miles from Pasadena to Santa Monica for, for a cancer charity. And uh-huh. I did that the day after I got off the plane. Hang on, you walked 72 miles? 32 miles. Oh, about. hang on, you walked 32 miles? Yeah. With respect? That's crap, is it? it but it's not, I mean... <laughs> and, I mean, listen, hey, you're doing it for a cancer charity. Who am I to knock? What have I done for a cancer charity this week? Not a lot, but... 30, mm-hmm. 32 miles sounds imminently and eminently doable. It's not. Well, did my, you do my it? My feet look like they've been um, hatcheted and mashed and corned and everything. They're not in good shape. What were you walking in, though? Did you have to do it uh, barefoot? Run, no, running shoes, like Nike running shoes. Oh, you should have, uh, that was your mistake. You should have been wearing walking shoes, not running shoes. You walked it, yeah? Didn't no. run it? You know, I did it in 12 hours or two hours of breaks, which wasn't too bad, and it was, well, it was about 90 degrees. I could probably, well, the heat is the thing, but I think I could walk 32 miles in about three hours. Uh, hang on, you're six foot. Oh, no, hang on a minute, three hours. No, hang on, that's because it's longer than a marathon. I, I run a marathon in, in just under three hours. Um, I could, well, I mean, it's just walking, though. Did you have a Walkman on or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, I had uh, loads of music. I had, um... Cheer up, sleep, wake up, sleepy Jesus. Yeah, sleepy Jesus. Sleepy Jesus, the sleepy Jesus song, yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, I went through uh, all kinds of areas, Beverly Hills, uh, all kinds of, you know, parts of Los Angeles, and ended up... What I was going to do was I was going to do Long... I um, was going to do Pasadena to Long Beach, yeah. which meant going through south-central Los Angeles, but my dad bought it down there. Was you worried you are going to get... A, uh, someone was going to pop a cap in your ass? Yes, yeah. exactly. He, he was going to ride alongside me. Now, two white guys in South Central Los Angeles, me walking, and him him in his car. I mean, I think he would have been well, pulled over for I remember when myself and two other people, two other white middle-class guys, one of whom is now mm-hmm. a big movie director in the States, the other is, uh, well, was the head of comedy for, radio, uh, for BBC One. I don't know if he's still there. Probably mm-hmm. not, because he commissioned The Persuasionists. Um, and we went to um, uh, San Francisco, and we went. We discovered this shop called the Banana Republic, which we didn't have over here in the UK at the time. But basically, yeah. they sell very white clothes, right, for very white mm-hmm. middle class people. And we went to a nightclub, and let's say we were drunk, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we did. We discovered uh, vodka. Uh, no, what was it? Um, vodka and Red Bull. That's what we discovered, amongst other things, but primarily vodka and Red Bull. Yeah. And we came out of this, this club, and um, we got lost. And we were in the arse end of San Francisco at three o'clock in the morning, off our mash. Um, and my mate James gets a massive fold-out map out and unfolds this map. And I said, I'm not being funny, James, right? But we, let's just walk confidently in any direction, because you have now painted a target on our backs by opening a fold-out map. Yeah, absolutely. You got to um, understand the area you're in, and uh, but uh, the, the problem with the the walking map to South Central and uh, yes. through to Long Beach is that it's mainly on the freeway, so it's pretty difficult to terrain. Whereas going to Santa Monica is a lot easier because it's all built over. Here's, very middle class. here's a question for you, Andrew. And if you don't get it, mm-hmm. we'll put it to our other listeners. Okay. Uh, what television series starred a dog called Freeway? 
called? That's a good question. Chips. Don't don't swear if you don't know the answer. I said chips. Oh, I do apologise. No, that's the incorrect answer. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh eight four four. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Literally nothing to talk about. And I know sometimes I come to go, but nothing to talk about. But I might have a few ideas jotted down or a few um, things from the papers. There is nothing in the papers tonight. Nothing. The Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie thing, I just think, oh, it's a bit sad. There are how many kids involved? Like six or something. And um, the Great British Bake Off, I've never seen it. I don't really watch TV. I've become one of those people. Um, I don't really watch TV. The last time I watched something on TV as it went out was the other night when um, that um, Robbie Coltrane, um, um, what was it called? The nonce. The, 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 the Crabtree. Yew Tree. National Treasure. We watched that. and I, uh, Can I say I didn't think the acting was very good? Nick Coltrane was excellent, as always. Julie Walters, excellent, as always. Was it Julie Walters? Yes. And the rest of it, I thought, was a little bit ropey. Um, and before that, the last thing I watched, literally sat down and watched because it was on telly, was um, um, Louis Theroux when he did the programme about alcoholics. But I don't really watch TV. And I was, I was out with my friend Dougie Anderson, who I'm, I'm persuading to come on the show again soon, and he will, uh, this evening. We, we, had, we, went out for, we went out for a meal, right, along the South Bank, London's South Bank, um, which is where the um, <clears throat> the South Bank show gets its name from, fact fans. And um, I suggested somewhere like Giraffe. I was saying, let's go along this way. There's somewhere like Giraffe. He went, well, why don't we go over here? I know a place. And we went to a place over there. And it was obviously the place to be. Alan and Leslie, I will come to you uh, one day, I promise. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. It was obviously the place to be because there was a sawala there. And when we left, the sawala was talking to another former loose woman who I'd worked with. I could have said hello to her, but I don't remember her name now, so I couldn't... It's the place to be. And they had massive burgers there, so these massive burgers. And the burgers, yeah, the burgers are expensive. The burgers are about, I think, about £11, £12, big burgers. And the chilli con carne was £2 more than the burgers. £14.50, the chilli con carne. We both went, oh, yeah, so some chilli con carne. The burgers are big. The chilli con carne is going to be a doozer. And it it came it was tiny, it was on it was one of those things where it wasn't on a plate, it was on like a sort of tray, and the chili con carne was in like a little bowl. Except it wasn't mince meat; it was bits of beef, big chunks of beef, and four kidney beans. Then in then there was some um, um, bread to wrap it in, and then there was some red cabbage, and then there were four potatoes. And we both looked at it and went, what? And I did something that I've never been able to do before. The waiter came home and said, how's your food, sir? I went, small. And he laughed and went, no, this is really small. We saw the burgers. They were massive. We thought this was going to be big, uh, bigger than the burgers. And also, you're supposed to get rice with the chilli con carne. He went, oh, I'll tell, oh, I'll tell the, um, the kitchen. Like they're going to do anything about it. You know, we've got the food. We're eating it already. 
So that was um, disappointing. And it, 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 it didn't sour an, an otherwise excellent night of uh, seeing Douglas Anderson, who um, um, uh, you should all go and buy his book. Um, Leslie! Hello, Ian. You know when the waiter comes... You've been out for a meal before, haven't you, Leslie? Yeah, one or two times. Where did you go? Me? Um, Germany, Paris, Barbados, Jamaica, London... Wow, that's a long way to West go country. for a meal. That's a long way to go for a meal. We just well, went down the road. Oh. When the These way... some of the places I used to go. Okay. For for a meal, yeah? You went to Germany for a meal. Uh, when I'm in Germany, I go to a nice restaurant. When you're, when you're in Germany, you eat there, do you? Yeah. How, long are yeah. you how long were you in Germany for? Um, no, we, we normally make trips down onto Europe. We did it for about 20 years. Jama- Jamaica's Europe. not in Europe, mate. Jamaica's not in Europe, mate. Sorry, I'm not having that. But there's Jamaica Street in, in this country. <laughs> so what, you went to Jamaica. Jamaica? No, she went yeah. of her own accord. When the wait... Uh, when yeah, the... I heard that joke before. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very old one. Jerk chicken? If I can catch the bloody thing, I will. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. When the waiter comes over and says, yeah. "How is your How is your meal, sir?" Right? Have you ever mm. said, "That's uh-huh. ah, not very good," or well, as I said tonight, "It's a bit small." Yeah. Um, you try. You don't know. You try to be nice. Um, whether the meal is nice, whether the meal is big or small, you 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 you're just trying to be nice. What if the meal isn't nice? Would you say? Oh, it's really nice, thank you. Or would you go, this is rubbish? Well, no, I would definitely say, no, it's not nice, and I would say, that I won't come back. As simple as that. How? So that's quite... So you, you've changed your tune quite quickly, Leslie. You've gone from being nice to actually being quite com- confrontational. Um, um, it, it's Do you have sense. anger issues? Yeah, 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 sometimes, yeah. Wow. What would I have to do now... To see those anger issues for myself, like um, just be just be calm, right? Um, I mean, what? I mean, de- I mean, a mistake could have been could have made it could have been a mistake. I want to get you, you angry. Know? I want to hear angry Leslie. What do I? What buttons do I have to press to get you riled up? To get me angry? Yes, sir. Um. Quite a lot. Give me, a, a give lot. me, give me, a, give me a clue. You thick muppet. Does that help? Does that get you angry? It was quite, no, it's quite rude no, to you there. Very no, rude. No, no. Call me a racist name. Oh, or, I thought you said call you a racist. Or give, or give me the finger on the on the I'm on gi- the road. I'm giving you the finger from both hands right now. You. Well, I would race towards you. Okay, come on, race. All right, my both giving you the finger now. Giving you the finger, and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I can't I be racist on the radio, but I'm, I'm thinking. What? And try to ram your car. What in your car? No, I would race towards you and try to ram your car. You're you going to ram and, my car? Yes, your your fancy. Just, um, uh, just um, as you, as, as a human being, you're going to run into my car. Yes, that's Why insane. Not? Anyway, Ian, right? Um, I've got a story. Yes, Leslie. Coming to you in a minute, Alan. Yeah, I've got a story. I was—I um, once had a gun pulled on me in, in 
by an American female police. Wow, okay. In Bedford. Hang on. An American female police officer. I thought you were going to tell me a story of Black Lives Matter and the, ra- the racist situation in America. No, I'm not in, I'm not, I don't go down those roads. No, but this was in Bedford. An American policewoman pulled a gun on you in Bedford. In Bedford, yes. I know it sounds strange. It sounds... I've, I've, got, I've got to hear more. <laughs> well, um, you, I don't know if anyone remember Chick's Hand, Bedford. Well, the place, yes. No, the American base. Oh, yeah, yeah, the American base, Chicksand in Bedford, yes. Yeah, I went there for the um, for a night out at the um, Black American um, Heritage Do. Yes. And on like our way out, fun. I was with my friend and my wife in my in my new Ford um, Granada. This was in the 80s. Beautiful, yeah, yeah. And on the way out, I come to a T-junction. Yes. Which, it, to me, just normal drive, so I... There, it was early morning, there was no cars around, so yeah. I just, I didn't stop, I go across the T-junction, then suddenly, there was um, blue light flashing behind oh. me, and, and coming towards me, so I stopped. Yeah. It, it was this big, you know those big, ugly American cars? The police cars? Yes. They're not nice stuff like They've got American police cars at the American base. That seems... That's in Bedford. That seems a lot of effort to bring American police cars over. Like the, like the one TJ Hooker had, yeah? Yeah, yeah, the, old, the big black and white thing. Yeah. yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't a European car. No, it be racist, car. mate, but yeah, go on. <laughs> and she came out and said, so, sir, why was the reason we stopped? Yes. She, she said... Well, you violate um, traffic laws. Oy. So I said, what traffic law have I violate? Yes. She said, you didn't stop at the junction. Oh. I said, but this one, there wasn't any reason Do for me to Do you have to drive on the other side of the road at the American Air Force Base? I can't remember which side I was driving on. You were pissed. Tell the truth. Yes. I, yeah, no. In the eighties, it was in the eighties. It was all the rage to drive around pissed. Everyone did it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it was encouraged. Um. So, and anyway, um, um, we had an argument, and she pulled out her gun out of her holster. How do you? That escalated quickly. What were you arguing about for her to pull out a gun? Because I, I said to her, as far as a concern. She said, I'm driving, I'm driving, I know, driving on American soil. I said, no, I'm driving on British soil. No, I'm you're not. England. That American base, there are, there are um, a, a few bits of, of the United Kingdom um, that belong to the Americans. That is, the Amer- that is American soil. There's another bit as well. Didn't we give them? There's a memorial somewhere to American soldiers. And it's on a... Have I got this right? Someone will let me know. 0844 Isn't there a memorial... To American soldiers from World War Two, and it's on a farm somewhere in England, and that bit of land on this farm belongs to America. I'm sure that's true. And every year the Americans go and clean it up and and tidy it all up and stuff. Anyway, did she shoot you dead? No, my friend. Um, he he came out of the car and he and and he says to. Uh, if you don't put back that gun in your, in your holster, I will take it and ram it. And well, I'll go, go, won't go further. And then, oh God, that's that's really, um, gosh, 
Don't 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 you go um, advocating yourself as a spokesperson for Black Lives Matter, will you? Because I mean that <laughs> attitude really isn't going to help anybody. And and anyway, she let us go. She escorted us out of the base. Yes. And I was glad and upset. I will never come back on this from from place again. Yeah. Well, that's um that that really is um. Lucky you, huh, Leslie? Hello? 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 Can you hear me, Leslie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I can. Hello? Hello? Leslie? Have we lost Leslie? Hello, Leslie? Hello? Leslie? Hello? Have we lost Leslie? I think we've lost Leslie. Hello, Leslie? Hello? Hello, hello. Ian, Ian. I can't hear him now. Where's he gone? That's weird, isn't it? Leslie? Oh, he's, he's, yeah, he's actually gone now. Put the phone down. Oh, man. Yes, Alan? Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. First of all, I've got some big, 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 big news. Um, pray tell, Alan, what is it? Me mum's coming home. Yay, Rip fans. That's good. Oh, brilliant. When's she She'll coming? She'll be home tomorrow morning. Hey, nice one. You must be over the moon. Yeah, me and me dad are. Although, just remember, Alan, you're going to have to work bloody hard. I will be. Yeah, you've got to be on your bestest behaviour. I'll be twice as hard working. Yes, exactly. And how long will that last, you lazy so-and-so? As long as it takes. Well done, you. You're a good ladder. Look, I've been trawling online tonight. Oh, yeah. I found some old Argos catalogues. You remember Argos? Um, yeah, because it's, like, still going and stuff. Yeah, I found the very first catalogue from 1973. The year I was born. And some of the toys in there was unbelievable. Um... (laughs) <laughs> like hoppers, Evil Knievel, <laughs> to name two examples. Yes, that is it. Okay. Well, Alan, stay there. Stay there because I'm keen to hear more about. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I, what am I? What am I complaining about? I, I, I'm paid to do this show, and I've got literally nothing. Alan, stay there. We'll get the um, the latest on that. If you want to take part in the show, you, as you've heard tonight, we have very very low standards. Um, you can give us a call, 0844-499-1000, 0844-499-1000, we call you back. Um, it's not one of those shows where we're going to sit here and tell you what we're talking about. And, well, whose side are you on, Brad or Angelina's, or uh, what do you think about Paul Hollywood uh, being a uh, apparent snake in the grass? He's not, he's just he's going where the money's gone, good for him. Uh, we, we, I'm not going to set up my stall like that. Uh, you can call in about whatever you want. Alan's called in because he's been trawling on the internet and found some old Argos catalogues. We'll find out more about those Argos catalogues after this. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk radio. Give it some lip. Talk radio. We'll get more from Alan in a little bit. And also tonight we're going to um, hear um, from Weird Al Yankovic. The man is an absolute legend. 0844 499 1000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. 
Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Everybody shut up. that I, I do think I did dump one word um, I do think he's a genius I do think he's an actual proper genius uh, Weird Al, Al Yankovic will be on the show later on tonight good evening to listen and this is Ian Lee this is Talk Radio um, literally uh, nothing in the papers worth um, me bringing up 
Um, so I've got nothing. Nothing particularly has happened today. Um, there's no... Why does everyone think that we're interested in Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and uh, the Great British Bake Off? So 15 million people watch the Great British Bake Off. That means, what, 40 million people don't? Um, and that's all that seems to be in the in the newspapers. So um, it's one of them shows where we ain't got a lot going on. And if you don't call in, then we is screwed. Uh, so 0844 499 1000 is the um, telephone number. I do wonder. I do wonder because there's not even any big... Um, kind of mean stories in the um, newspaper i wonder what the other stations are talking about let's have a little listen hang on a second let's let's just have a little listen see what the other the internet's very very slow this evening guys very slow let's have a little listen see what the other stations are here we might have to jump past an advert hang on a second here we go bear with me alan i'm just going to see what the other stations are up to Okay. Oh, there's, oh, there's an advert. We've got to wait thirty seconds for an advert. What? 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 I tell you, the worst things about the internet, Alan. The two worst things yeah. are, are adverts you can't skip, yeah. and that code thing where you've got to spot the letters among amongst the wavy lines. I can the never code. the capture code. I I like the ones where it's a number and it's like a number on a house, or click the boxes that have got um, clams in. When it's typing in the letters, I can never see the letters. I can do like, I've done like seven, I've given up on websites because I can't get into them because of the letters. Because some, they want, you've got to get the right capitals or lowercase, and some it doesn't matter. But even then, I'm adamant I've got it right. Hang on, here we go. Let's see what they're talking about. Hang on. How you work that and who gets mm. it and who is responsible or who should pay is another issue. But have you noticed, and it suddenly hit me the other day, here we go. as I was driving through wherever and happened to be. Okay. And I noticed a Booper hospital. And it might have been, because Booper also do kind of elderly care. <sighs> Even they're struggling to come up with interesting stuff. That's Poppy Yawnville. And they've got teams of people working on their show. I've just got mice that have been turned by a fairy godmother into hunky coachmen. That's it. And at midnight, they turn back into mice. Well, that's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Anyway, Alan, so you found some old Argos catalogues online. Yeah. I'm currently looking at the Spring Summer 1991 catalogue. <laughs> Someone's just tweeted, right? And I, See if you can guess why we can't talk about this. CJ from Eggheads has been arrested for murder. Might be a decent topic. Um, what do you think, guys? What do you think? Why do you think... We can't talk about it. Because it's a longer investigation. Thank you. The fact that Caddick knows the laws of subjudice better than anybody else, I think, says a lot. Of course we can't talk about it. Um, Alan, yes, so you're looking at 1991 Argos catalogue. I'm looking at what toys they had for Batman. Batman toys, 91. Now, that Batman, 91, I would have been 18. That's got to be Val Kilmer territory, hasn't it? No, it's Michael Keaton. Was it Keaton then? Was it really? Oh, oh, I not that. And I had a figure of Batman's sidekick Robin, um, even though he wasn't in the film. Um, 
I here's a, here's a thing. I've not seen any of those Batman films. I've seen the Dark Knight films with Christian Bale, right? Yeah. They're, they're good because they're really gritty. And Batman talks like that. I'm Batman, and I talk like this. And I'm going to come and kick your ass. Put in a re- Those films are dark. There's a film where... Isn't one of those Batman films, Gotham City, is um, held under siege for like three years, I think, in that? That was the Dark Knight Rises. Flipping heck! Um, but the, the other Batman films, I've seen, and I've seen, of course, the, the 1966 Batman film. With Adam West. When he's running around carrying a bomb and he's about to throw it in the river, but there are some baby ducks. Brilliant. But I've I, never... I don't remember that one. There's just some places you can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> it's a brilliant film. Um, but uh, the, the, the Batman films from the 80s and the 90s, who do we have? Michael Keaton, Val, Val Kilmer, Kilmer, George Clooney was Batman. In Batman and Robin. Yeah, I've never seen those films, and I guess I guess I'm never going to see those films. Unless you get them on DVD. Are they any good? Well, the first two are with Michael Keaton oh, Michael and Keaton. Jack Nicholson as the Joker, Batman. and Danny DeVito as the Penguin, and Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Quah, blimey! And then you go into Val Kilmer territory with Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face and Jim oh. Carrey as the regular. Feels like I've I've opened up. A, I'm, I'm trying to close a window on the computer that I can't close quick enough. Um, and then, gosh, no, there's more. It goes all silly with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze and Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Uma Thurman. Here's the thing, right? Is Jack Nicholson dead or alive? No, he's still alive. Okay. Jack Nicholson. Do you, have all have celebrities stopped dying this year now? Because it it was a bad start to the year. It feels like the last couple of months. It feels like the summer was pretty much celebrity death free. I think because we haven't been talking about the curse. Okay, maybe the curse has been lifted. Can I? Here's my prediction. The next one to go. Jack Nicholson. It's not a bad impression, actually, was it? I'm Jack Nicholson. If you could see my face, it's even better. I'm Jack Nicholson. Well, you come on Periscope. Well, it's not on. I thought the Periscope would be on tonight. No, I couldn't be bothered. I couldn't be bothered. Some nights I don't do it. I tell you what, we'll do one night next week. Yeah. No, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. Uh, when Kath was away, we had a couple of shows where we did a proper old-fashioned radio show where there was no um, there was no texting, no tech. no 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 tech, no texting, no tweeting, no Periscope. We'll do that or tomorrow. Emails. Yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. It's just going to be me, you, and a phone. How's about them apples? And call straight to air as well. Call straight to air on the last um, hour of the show, um, and uh, on Monday it's new and newish callers only. How's about that? Yeah. Now we got a, now we got a schedule. Yeah, now we've got things planned. Yeah, we got ourselves a schedule. Sounds promising. Well, well, sounds promising. Well, Alan, it's been, it's been, it's been, um, certainly filled some time talking to you. Okay, as I'll speak to you tomorrow. Best of luck with Mum coming home. I hope you go, I hope it's all smooth and, because I know that sometimes get that thing that everyone's ready to leave hospital and it just, the, the doctor that needs to come and sign things off doesn't turn up. So I hope it all goes smoothly more, uh, tomorrow, Alan. I hope, um, you, you know, Mum is nice and comfortable. Thanks, Ian. Thank you, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. It's that frustrating thing when it's like... You know when you're in hospital, right? Are you there... Um, are you there legally? What do I mean by that? If, like, supposing you wanted to leave hospital, you could just... Could you just get up and leave? Or could security... Could a, doc, could a nurse go... Security, um, Ward C, bed three, he's trying to leave. Could they come and get you down? I mean, because there's that thing where, like, they say, right, we're going we're gonna to discharge you tomorrow morning, okay? 
you could leave then, right? Because obviously you're going to you're you're well enough that you could. This is a serious question, by the way. So it's like four o'clock Thursday evening, and they say, "Oh no, here we go." Right? Okay, this is the scenario. It's four o'clock Friday evening, and they say, "Right, well." We would let you go tomorrow, but it's the weekend, so not everybody's in, so you can go home on Monday. Well, I would go home that Friday. I'd say, well, I'm going to go home now, if that's okay. And they'd probably go, well, if you're sure. Go, yeah, no, fine. And you go home. And suppose they did it on a Thursday. They said, right, it's four o'clock Thursday now. You can go home tomorrow, Friday morning. Would you, you could still go home then. But supposing you were hooked up to machines and stuff, and they said, right, well, you're going to be here for a couple of weeks. Would you be allowed to leave hospital then. What is the law on evacuating a hospital premises when you don't want to be there? The question kind of made sense in my head before I said it. 0844 499 This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well turns out wasn't a stupid question twitter has gone into meltdown i've had three tweets about it um and i'll look at them later on but basically you you can leave a hospital whenever you want the hospital can get arsy with you but then um if they think you're gonna die they get you to sign a release form so that you can't then sue the hospital um says uh, catania and um CJ. Triss! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Triss. This is exciting. According to Twitter, I'm the sixth most entertaining regular caller on this show. Wowzers. We but are... I'm, beating, I'm beating Jonathan, so that's all right, isn't it? Well, if you're beating a racist... Um... Yeah, I'm doing something right, aren't I? Maybe they mean the other Jonathan. The tiny one. There's like a little oh, yappy perhaps. puppy. Yeah, 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 maybe. How's life going, mate? Uh, you know, man, sucks. It sucks. It yeah. sucks being a human being. That's gonna. It it really does, and I don't know. I don't see a way out of it. Not for the next forty years or so. So uh, looks like we're stuck here. Yeah, we'll be all right. We'll get there. It'll be nice to leap like Sam Beckett in Quantum Leap, huh? Yeah. Where would you leap to? Well, now that's an excellent question. Um. Um, well, the thing is, he always leaps into into losers, doesn't he, Sam Beckett? Yeah. Are they ever going to make? They were. He always he always comes good in the end, though, doesn't he? He does. They were talking about. They've been talking for the last ten years about making a quantum leap movie. Boy, oh boy, I would slap down my hard earned to go and see that. Yeah, but that's that's your thing, isn't it? That's it was thing. all right, actually, Quantum Leap. Thinking about it, it was good. Quantum Leap was brilliant. Yeah. What was that other one? Uh, Sliders, you remember that? I do remember Sliders, and I got really into Sliders um, a couple of years ago, and then I got to series four of six, and it got stupid, so I stopped watching it. Yeah, because it was quite, um, you know, sensible up until then, wasn't it? it I was... don't really remember it, to be honest. I know I watched it, but I'm going back about 20 years now. Yeah, I I, I liked a bit of um, Sliders, but um, it was, uh, yeah, it got stupid really quickly. Uh, it got stupid. Okay. It got stupid about the time that Roger Daltrey appeared in it. Oh, was he in it? Yeah, Roger Daltrey was in it. Yeah, there's an evil. Yeah. He's done a bit of acting, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was in stuff, but um... <laughs> oh yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. He's all right in. Oh. Hang on. 
No, that's low quality. Hang on. Oh, hang on. I want, I want high quality. Here we go. Here we go. High quality. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Oh. Here we go. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. That's a pro... That, Tris, what you got there, that's your proper theme tune. Yeah. That's your yeah, proper you know, we... theme tune. You still haven't answered my question, though. Where would you, uh, oh. where would you leap I'd leap in? into Scott Bakula, um, as he was uh, about to film the first episode of Quantum Leap. Okay. That's where I'd go. <laughs> And what, what would you change for the better? Do you remember the one in Quantum Leap where he jumped into Al? Oh, no, I don't. He jumped into Al. Oh, stop, stop sniggering at the back there. He jumped into Al, and Al's going, oh, this is outrageous. You've jumped into me, right? And he's going, yeah. there's, there's a, a 40% chance you're going to... Basically, Al got court-martialed, right? And he said, you, what you've got to do is you've got to stop me being um, fired from the military. Otherwise, I won't be able to come and be your assistant in the 80s. And he goes, you've yeah. got 40% chance. He's going, Sam, it's going down. There's a 35% chance. Though, it is, it? yes. He should have been court-martialed. And then he goes, Sam, it's going down. It's a 20% chance. Sam, there's a 10%. Sam, there is a 1% chance you're going to fix this. And then, then the voice changes. And it's Roddy McDowell. And Roddy McDowell goes, nope, sorry, Sam, doesn't look like you're going to save him. And Sam goes, well, who the hell are you? He goes, I'm your assistant. I've been your assistant the whole time. I'm Roddy McDowell. Um, and he goes, no, 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 we've never met before. And he goes, no, 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 I've been your assistant for flipping ages. And um, he, he's altered history. Oh, Roddy McDowell, of course. Good. What of Roddy McDowell... Here's a, here's a showbiz question for you. Oh, wait, 444991000. What have Roddy... Who's the fella that... Uh, OK, yeah. What have Roddy McDowell and Errol Flynn got in common? No idea. OK, well, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that one hanging. But I don't know. I, I don't know anything about people like famous people. I've made myself I, I, laugh. I don't know who they are. I've given a clue. I'm going to leave that one hanging. Right? I wait four 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 nine nine one thousand. What have Roddy McDowell and Errol Flynn got in common? Okay. Keep listening, guys. Uh, was, wasn't uh, Scroobius Pip a gent last night? Oh, wasn't he lovely? I love his. I love his catalogue. I really do. Thanks for letting me talk to him. Uh, yeah, no, it was an absolute pleasure. It was. It was. Uh, we had so many calls that night. And I, it was the first time we've had too many calls for a guest. And also, I wanted to talk to him. And suddenly, it got to like um, seven minutes till the break and till the end. I thought, oh, I've not even mentioned the book. The thing he's come on here to plug, poor, poor sod. Um, uh, the Scroobius Pip. Uh, it, it, we, we've released two podcasts today from yesterday's show. Scroobius Pip. The full hour is up and out there, and it's just delightful. Even if you, you I know a lot of people didn't know who he was. And as a result of that hour, they've they've kind of checked out his podcast. We've also released the the the, the ten minutes with Peter Ormerod, who um, whose cat spoke to Noel Edmonds. So, oh, yeah. um, so that's that's how they. But you know, Scroobius Pip was a gentleman, and I um, I feel uh, excited to know there's about 138 of his podcasts for me to trawl through because that's going to take a bit of work. Beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, dipping and out of his podcast. I think you were you you weren't the greatest of hosts last night no. because for someone with a stutter, you should have used your technique of shouting and talking <laughs> calmly. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't bully him. For those who've just tuned in, it, there is there is no. I don't need to explain it. Right, I should have shouted at him for having a stutter, and that would have sort as we've we have evidenced on this show before. That would have sorted him out. 
results work for like 15 seconds, don't they? So. Yeah, it does, it does, it does work. Um, yeah, he was he was nice. And it, for those of you who want to get the book, Distraction Pieces, you can get it on Amazon, get it in bookshops. Uh, it genuinely is really inspiring. And um, uh, it certainly helped me with a little creative block that I had. I I've, I've got, I bought tickets for a signing and uh, like a reading for that. And oh yeah. Having having him on uh, last night. I thought, oh yeah. I wonder when I'm going to see that. Last month, wasn't it? I forgot all about it. But, oh, um, no. oh no. I know. Yeah. Three quid I pay for that as well. Flipping it. I have. Um, I paid, as you may be aware, I've paid a ton per ticket to see um, Matthew and Son, Cat Stevens, right? Yeah. And I can't. I think the tickets came, but I don't know where they are. But then, then I'm thinking, well, maybe the tickets didn't come. And my my office... You don't get tickets these days, do you? Sorry? You don't get, like, actual tickets these days. Well, you do, days, because do you? I was listening to Radio 4 yesterday. You do. But now they clamp down on ticket touting. So all tickets, you've got to take photo ID to things now, right? Right. And they had this poor Spanish fella outside a Bjork concert. He'd paid 400 quid for a ticket via via, via, via Gogo. Via 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 go go via via go go, and they wouldn't let him in because it wasn't his ticket. Oh, didn't have mate. his name on it. Gutted. Yeah, a bit harsh, isn't it? It is a bit. It is a bit harsh. But um, because I, I know you're t- cutting down on the tails, but it's the end user that gets punished. Isn't it though? Isn't it? But um, you know, I I don't know, guys. I I use hooky websites to get tickets sometimes, so maybe I'm. I'm not part of the solution, Tris. I'm actually part of the problem. That's what that is. That's true. That is true, mate. Tris, um, keep listening because we're going to find out what um, Errol Flynn and Roddy McDowell have got in common. And boy, oh boy, it's a whopper. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Jay. Hip 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 hip. Jay, nice laid back show this evening. Laid back vibe. Uh, I'm glad you didn't come to me any quicker than that because I answered that question. Um, about what Errol Flynn had in common with uh, someone else, so it's good if he didn't come to me too quickly. Okay. Well, what, what, well, um, shall I come? Uh, so no, no. Yeah. I could, I the could reason, go. Reason I, moving to film. Yes. The reason I called. I fell asleep last night. Um, oh. I didn't get a chance to shout California raisins down the phone at you. Would you class the California raisins as a? Band, I mean. Well, hang on. From as the world's biggest monkeys fan, I'm sure that you know, fictional bands are, are perfectly acceptable. But, well, fictional bands are well, well done. Touche, sir. They were a brand. I mean, but did they have a record out? Uh, oh, I don't know. Well, then they're not. Know. They're not a band. I mean, they were a brand, and Archies, they sang her. Archie. The Archies had records out. They're <sighs> named after a place in America. See, I don't know that they didn't, though. You see, I don't know that they didn't. Oh, well, what about John Denver, then? Did you have, Did someone say John Denver? I said John Denver. Uh, Jay, I mean, right. listen, what is what is wrong with you, man? It's like you I was falling asleep. What can I do? What can I do? Um, and that's not, that's not even why I called in. <laughs> not even why I called in. I've got a film for you. Film ring. Yeah, go on. It's right up your alley. And you reminded me of it with talking about Quantum Leap. Have you seen Dimensions? I have not seen Dimensions. No, tell me about Dimensions. It's a, it's a small, independent, uh, fictional film. So it's not a documentary. Um, and uh, I heard about it. It was on as part of uh, the Science Festival up, oh, yeah. up here in Manchester a few years ago. Um, it's a really nice, little, low-budget um, science fiction film that deals with multi-dimension theory. Oh, yeah. And it's got the bully out of off of In Between Us. He's in it. Oh, yeah. 
and it's it's uh, it's it's made by a husband and wife director and writer team called Anton uh, and Sloan, and, and and I met them and they were dead nice and it's really it's a really cool film. I think I think you'd like it. Oh well, um, I I might um, check that out. I don't know when because I'm busy, busy, busy for the next yeah. three days. But yeah, I'll yeah. have some of that. It's a good one. It's a good one. All the ah, all the effort, thing. all the effort that goes into making a film. I do wonder why people yeah. can be bothered. Well, I know, and it was a real kind of labour of love for them. They, they, they tried ages to get it going, and um, uh, uh, Sheed Sloan is the uh, director, and she uh, has worked in the business for ages. And her, her husband's a writer, and he did all the music as well. Yeah. And it was a real kind of, uh, you know, bootstrap kind of... Uh, it's, it's, uh, just so much, they, they it's just through. so much hard work to make a film. What's, oh, the, yeah. what's the point? What's the, here's a question for you. Call me now. <laughs> 0844 499 What's the point of making a film? What's the blooming point? What's the blooming point yeah. of making a film? Yeah. I mean, really? Most of them who, are rubbish. Who benefits? who benefits? They would have made money out of that. Who benefits? The thing is, you make a film, right? You spend all this time and money making a film, and then someone watches it for 90 minutes and goes, yeah, yeah. it's all right. It's all right. You know, and then what? So, so what? Pass the time. Maybe, but but it's taken like two years to make that film, and then within ninety minutes, it's gone. Yeah, pointless. I I say uh, we have enough films. Yeah, everyone, stop. Stop making films. Let me catch up on the ones that are out there already. It's too much. Too much out there. I remember when I worked in HMV. And one morning, after a particularly um, a, a frisky evening, shall we say, I walked in, and suddenly it dawned on me. And this was a small branch of HMV in Slough, so I'm glad it wasn't one of the bigger ones, because I would have gone nuts. It dawned on me, all of the music that was in that shop, there was just so much music, like like years of music, that you could never listen to all of that music b- before you died. And mm-hmm. then I thought, what's the point? You still buy, you still kept buying, buying music, though, didn't you? Yeah, I know, and I've got too much. Hypocrite. Got, I'm hypocrite, a hypocrite. Yeah, you? yeah, you know, fair play, Joe. You've, you've actually, you've got me sus there. I'm a complete hypocrite. I'll give you that one. Yes. Uh, Alan Bezik. Someone called him about uh, in about him a few days ago. Yeah, he's a radio host, isn't he? He is. He's on. Uh, he's, he's on Manchester uh, BBC Radio Manchester. Did, did back where he belongs in the late night phoning. Uh, oh, any good? Should I be worried he's about right. the competition? Well, he's been around for well, at least, well, he's been around for decades oh. doing it. So uh, he's, he's, if he's not made an impression on you yet, I doubt, yeah, I doubt he will. He's pretty good at it, though. I, I'm, I'm not usually a one for uh, talk radio, and, uh, and, and uh, until recently. Um, but yeah, he's all right. He's all right. He's quite good because he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't pussyfoot about. He, uh, oh. if, if someone, are you if someone saying, annoys him, are you saying I puss? Yeah. Are you saying I pussyfoot about? Is that? Uh, no, absolutely. That's... No, the opposite. Probably one of the things I like about both of you is that if someone phones up and starts talking nonsense, um, well, you, uh, you challenge them on it, which is pretty I, good. I haven't yet in this phone call. Who's the best? Oh, you are. Oh, you are. That pause. You are. That pause. Well, I had to give it due consideration, didn't that I? That pause, Joe. No, you didn't. No, name me too quickly. Name me. Uh, ask me who my fa- uh, Ask me what the best band in the world is. What's the best band in the world? Beatles. Straight away. No pause. So, yeah. and I've just given, and that's out of all the bands, and there's what, like 150, maybe 160 different bands. You had between two yeah, but men. But you also made me, you also made me ask the question. So Alright, ask me, yeah. ask me a question where it's my opinion. Uh, what is the best, uh, sport? Football. 
straight away. Boom. Straight you in. Like football. Well, d- you d- don't d- like football. D- you didn't. Sorry. Did you ask me if I, what what sports do I like or not like? No. You asked me what's the best sport. Football. Don't have to like it for it to be the best sport. Beatles aren't my favourite band, but they're the best band. I'd expect you to think about it, give it due consideration. Right. I, well, give me another one. <laughs> give me one where it's a choice of two. Give me one where it's a choice of two. A uh, choice of two. Okay. <laughs> would you rather eat... Uh, would you rather never eat burgers or chips ever again? Burgers. You, you paused. You got to think about that. There's no you? pause. There was no pause. I used. To, yeah. I was a vegetarian for 27 years, so I could live without burgers easily. Chips, I could not oh, live without. Yeah, I've messed up there. I've messed no, up. No, but there, what the, the point is, there was no pause, right? But when, right. Um, so Alan Bezik and me, yeah. You. I didn't ask a question, mate. So that's just weird. Now that's patronising. Now you're patronising me, <laughs> Jay. Do you know what? I'm going to give you short shrift. I'm cutting you off for wasting my time. Uh, Kieran and Craig, stay there. You could be coming up, dear listener. 0844991000. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. On 0844991000 is the telephone number, if you want to give us a call. Um, Kieran... Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Kieran. What have you got for us, boss? Stop stammering! Now speak. Thank you. Now speak. Okay, there we Thank go. Thank you very much. It works. Have you seen a, a kind of very small film? It, it is about uh, uh, time travel. Yeah. And it's called Back to the Future, Part 3. Back to the Future, Part 3? Yeah, yeah. So that means what? There are t- there are two more before that, are there? I'm I'm afraid so. Yeah. But if you want to watch the third one, ideally watch one and two first. I, I couldn't just dive straight in. I have to. I'd have to watch uh, them to get the yeah, idea. Yeah, maybe. But you know, and they can maybe read a a kind of Wikipedia page first about kind of one and two. Can they? Can they just to fill you in? Yeah. And where is this? Well, is this what is this on Netflix, YouTube? Where am I going to find this? Back uh, to the Future I, Three. I think it's, it, it ain't the kind of. Ain't that kind of blockbusters? I think, uh, Donovan, you might find a copy there. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. I, I'll well, have a look. I'm, I'm watching, um, apparently, Julia Hartley Brewer is on Question Time mm-hmm. this evening. And um, I, I, I'm blocked from following her. She's blocked me on Twitter. I have no idea why, but she's blocked me on Twitter. Um, and I can see her and um, um, Johnny Gould and other people. For, basically, everybody from Talk Radio is having great fun having classic bands with Julie Hartley Brewer, yeah. knowing that I'm blocked by her. But then someone, oh, Sean Klein, has uh, tweeted. I see all the tweets to at Talk Radio. Okay. Remind me never to listen to at Talk Radio if the level of presenter is what's on display on tonight's BBC QT. Oh. I'm going I'm to find that guy. What's his yeah. name? Sean Klein, and I'm going to. Um... No, no, no. And the kind of like, and the kind of doesn't she actually stitch you all up by being dull and stuff like that? You know. And the kind of why are you not on there tonight? I'd, I'd watch it then. Oh, I wouldn't go on Question Time. I would be. No. I, 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 I would be. Um, I think you'd have a go, wouldn't you? I'd be. Uh, I'd be out. Of of my, I'd be out yeah. of my depth on Question Time. I no. would. I, very rarely do I get out of my depth. I would be. Um, totally out of my uh, my depth on that mm. so no that ain't never gonna happen 
I wouldn't have a clue. What do you think? Well, what do you think? Uh, I want to ask the panel, um, what do they think about um, migrants? I don't know. I mean, some are nice. Yeah. I think they're mm-hmm. all right. And then someone will go, but they come over here taking all our benefits. I go, oh, ah. Uh, yeah, that's bad. Well, um, do they? I don't. Is that? A f- I don't. Oh, I pass. Mm. Pass on that one. Next one. I swear to God, I'm going to have a really good answer. Yeah. But this one, I'm passing on. I'd be good on the funny question at the end. Can, we've got time mm. for one more question. The gentleman in the blue jersey with the glasses. Uh, I'd like to ask the panel if you could, um, if you had to go gay to save the world, who would you go gay for? And I'd be straight in there. I'd say George Clooney from about 2004. Nice. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. could do that, but the, the I think we get a round of applause done on. The yeah, the the, the yeah, heavier yeah. questions I would I would probably yeah. struggle with. Sure do. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, I hope that's cleared things up, Kieran. Do you know what yeah, Roddy probably. McDowell and um, uh, Errol Flynn have got in common? Uh, have they got big wangers? That is actually the answer. <laughs> Did you know that? Well. In the kind of world, then I heard about Errol Flynn flying yeah. a cabin one, but I didn't know about in the kind of McDowell. Yeah, Roddy McDowell and Errol Flynn both famously yeah. had the biggest schlongs in Hollywood. I mean, we're talking. Here's a phrase I heard the other day. I, I said a phrase the other day, and someone completed it. I'd never heard the completion of the phrase. Who was it? It was a woman. Um, in the kind of kind of guy. Go on. Uh, is it a baby's arm um, uh, 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 holding a peach or something Ho- like that? Holding an apple, yes. Baby's arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that a horrible t- turn of phrase? I've never heard yeah, that before. Um, yeah, that's a bit naughty. Uh, it's a little bit, it's a bit naughty. But yeah, it's true, they've both yeah. got the um, biggest, oh, five people have just put their phone down, they obviously had the answer. They've both got huge oh, yeah. um, what's-its. Isn't that, isn't that, yeah. what a great thing to be known for. What a beautiful thing. Yes, isn't it? Just, Kieran, thank you for that. 0844 499 1000. Of all, I mean, of all the the Hollywood um, legends to be passed around, that really is... Um, you know that's that's quite outrageous. Errol Flynn. I don't know much about Errol Flynn, but he famously had um, like sex parties. Did Errol Flynn swing both ways? Yes, when he was Robin Hood on a rope. Um, I think I think Errol Flynn may have been may have been famously bisexual in in the days when it was um it was not so um uh so trendy. I said that just to annoy people. Um. But I mean, he he would have like huge orgies and things. I may be making this up. I don't. I don't really know. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Craig Glenn, you'll be next. Uh, you could be after that. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Well, someone just dropped off. Did someone just drop off? Were there two calls lined up, or was it just Craig? There was Craig and David. That was it. Craig and David. Good evening, Craig. Evening, Ian. Evening, Craig. Wagwan. Wagwan, Craig. Out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. Sorry? Out of the eater, something <laughs> to eat. <laughs> Out of the strong, something sweet. Ah, now, thank you. At last, a listener who's done... His homework. 
well done. And Catherine, did you hear that? Just say that again so Catherine can hear it. Out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. Now, Catherine, had you done your homework, you would know where that is from. Where is it from, please? Right, so what? and what's the picture on the front of the um, golden syrup? Craig? It's a bear that's dead with bees. No. Sorry, not a bear, lion. Yeah. And, and they're that. not bees. Oh, no, they are bees. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It's a, it's a really horrific picture of a lion, and it's got... And do you know where that quote comes from? Yeah, it's it's uh, Samson, isn't it? Is it Sam? No, it's not Samson. No, it's not Samson's Samson. Riddle. It's Samson's riddle. No, it's not. Which brings me to the second part. No, well, hang on a bit. You can't go to the second part because you're wrong on the first part. The lion is um, from is from Daniel. It's from the Bible. The lion is is uh, was slain by Daniel in oh, in the pit. I'll, I'll take your money now. Shall I? No. Well, why? Because you're 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 wrong on this. The lion on the front of the uh, golden syrup is was slain by Daniel, and the bees. What, Daniel, uh, the strongest man in the Bible, or was that Samson, the strongest man in the Bible? Well, <laughs> Digby's the biggest dog in the, the world. Lion. No, but yeah, but but Daniel was exactly well. Daniel killed a giant, mate. No, David killed. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of David. Well, it's not. So either way, it's not Samson. It Daniel might be... lived with lions for a bit in a pit. What? Who was Daniel? Let's let's. Daniel was in the lions' den. Right. So it's Daniel. Samson, the strongest man. Yes. Killed a lion. Came back and found that the bees had got in it. Ooh. Then Ooh. the Philistines tricked, uh, bribed his wife to get the secret because it was all Solomon's. Uh, but. Samson's riddle. Well, it might, uh, do you know what? I might, I might let you off on this one. Just this once, no, I'm Craig. I'm having your money. I asked you if I could have your money. I'm going to let you off on this one, Craig, and I'm going to, I'm just going to, just for, for uh, English-Welsh relations, I'm going to concede that, that maybe it was Samson. But either way, I'm still brilliant at everything. Except for Bible history. Well, I used to be able to. Um, we used to, when I used to go to Wednesday Club, we used to have a game. Hmm? What day was that? We used to have a game, and this was like the age of seven, right? Where we'd have to stand up and we'd sheet, they'd say, sheathe your swords, and that meant you got your Bible and you put it under your arm, right? Okay. And they'd say, draw your swords, and you'd hold your Bible up. And then they'd give you, like, um, like a passage in the Bible to find, Corinthians 2, verse 3, or whatever. And the first person that found it and started reading it was the winner, right? And nine times out of ten, it was between me and Fiona King. Me and Fiona King. And and I was treading a lonely path in that um, Pentecostal uh, Christianity because uh, Fiona King's family were all part of that church. Mine weren't. It was just me. They just put. They just did it to get me out of a house, the house on a Wednesday night and a Sunday morning. So I was, I was, it was pretty much tied between me and Fiona King. Fiona King's brother, of course, and I've said this many times before, it's a true story. What was her, what was her brother called, Wayne. Craig? Wayne. Wayne. They were a devout religious family, and they called the eldest son Wayne King. Well, they I mean, have, uh, associated here, would they? They would know, they would know the word Wayne King. They may not even know the word, that's the point. They would know Wayne King. They would know it. 
Well, they would. Cause You're telling me there. they hadn't heard the, the word Wayne King and they didn't make that connection. So, Mr. and Mrs. King, what are you going to call um, your firstborn, your son? We're going to call him Wayne. Really? Yeah, I, Wayne, Wayne uh, King? Yeah. You sure you want to go with that? Because sounds... I'm going to say it sounds a little bit like Wayne King. They go, yeah, we're going to do it. All right, fair play. Lovely family. Absolutely lovely family. But you do wonder. Yeah, excellent work. I wonder if... I'm going to see if I can find him on the internet. Anyway. He might have changed his name. I would have. Yeah. Um, oh, hang on. This could be him. This could be him. I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue what he looked I like. I have a first or second name change. I'd definitely change one of them. That might... I, I, do you know what? I think I found him. In the world... In the, isn't it funny that within... Um, well, it says he's from Reading. That can't be. Let, let me just type in... Hang on. Uh, uh. Yeah! It's him! Unbelievable. No, it can't be him, because that, it, he's saying his sister is white, and I know for a fact that she isn't. Anyway, um, I'll do that tomorrow when I'm supposed to be looking after the kids. Um, anyway, uh, Craig, what have you called in for? Well, there was that, and also to sell cash. You don't need to lie, because I, I, I am a Jehovah's Witness. Right. Um... You don't have to lie to us. Just say you're not interested. Oh, no, hang on. Why are we talking about... This was yes, all on yes. This was two... Two, two days ago. Two days ago. So, hang on. Who was lying to Jehovah's Witnesses? Kat says you should say... To, she oh. says she's Kat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you just say you're not interested, they're there to talk to people that want to talk to them. You know, it's not... You know, it, 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 it don't oh, waste anyone's time. Are you one of the new good-looking... Jehovah's Witnesses. Not. But they've done this. Is, is this like, have you had, guys had a meeting in your meetings hall about this? Because it's true, isn't it? There's now hot um, women and a suave, attractive older men that go door to door. No, there's probably just a better c- class of people in your area. That could be it. That, that, that could be, um, that could be it. Um, yeah, no, I, I always, I, I mean, I, I, it's hard when someone knocks at the door now because I've got, generally got kids home and it's like, yeah, I can't, yeah. I've got the kids. But I've, I, I've not invited them in, but I, I, I'll stand and have a chat on the doorway for a little bit. I'm not going to be rude to you guys. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's like they're just there to talk to people. Well, well, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're there to push a very, sp- you know, the, the, the job is, 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 is witnessing. You are witnessing. You are being a witness. And so it's, yeah. it's there to, to, to push and a not, very particular not a brand. Though. Huh? Not a converter. But you'd not like it if they were converted, people. wouldn't you? Yeah. Because, obviously, the thing is, right, we believe the Bible is a literal book. It's a history from the Adam and Eve thing all the way. Yeah. Uh, Jehovah the God. Gosh, you're really surprising me, isn't it? Funny you don't, you don't know people. Go, go on. Uh, there's a real, there's a real devil. Yeah. There's a real, de- real demons. The whole business. So you can imagine, like, with my sort of mad head, how sci-fi films and all that. It's like, gosh, just like real life to me, because uh-huh. in my head. But so do you think that there's there. there's a hell? That hell is underneath the ground? No. Where the Bible is he- doesn't teach of uh, eternal damnation. That's one of the uh, okay. myths. But where is heaven, heaven, then? Is heaven in the clouds? It's a, it's a different dimension to us. We, you can't... You can't See humans, that? I can dig just, that. Just as... We can, we can imagine things going on forever, because we've had... Yeah. We can see trees that don't die, yeah? Or live for hundreds of years. Yeah, but hundreds of years isn't forever. Or, you know, you can imagine something staying there... Like the sun or whatever. But the sun isn't going to stay there forever. Yeah, but yeah, here's the thing though. In in 
the universe that I believe in, yeah. there is an almighty God that it has con- control over all physical things. So even though the sun would burn out on its own, there's somebody there that can kick in. And How old is the earth? Millions, of, billions of years and old. Is that, but that's not in the Bible, though. It, the, the days of creation aren't literal days. Oh, hang on a minute, you just said that the Bible was a literal book, an instruction yeah, manual. There ex- there so it's literal until you don't want it to no, be no, literal, no. then it's other, metaphorical. Hang on, hang on. There's other examples in the Bible where days are used to mean years or to mean weeks. But where does, where, how do you know that? Well, that's the thing. Oh. You study it, uh. the Jehovah's Witnesses produced Bible aids or books to help you study it. That made then, that, that filled in the blanks. But they always direct you to the scripture, and it's always up to you to decide for yourself. No one can force any religion on anyone. No, but but so so um, there are bits of the Bible that you guys take literally, and then the bits that don't quite fit into your way of thinking, we're allowed to take metaphorically. Well, no, there are metaphorical parts of the Bible. But you just said, but you started off by saying it was a literal. No, I said the history of the Bible is literal. So I believe you said the Bible was an instruction book. I never used those words. I think you, you came close to it. I believe... See, so here's the thing, right? People yeah. think they're going to die and go to heaven. Again, that's not a Bible uh, teaching. So if you think about it, if Adam and Eve were real, right? Yeah. If they hadn't done the sin, where would they be? Well, I don't know, because they weren't they, real. Well, I know, but in my universe, where I believe that, that this real... They would still be on Earth, yeah? Yeah. So the whole Paradise Garden of Eden thing was for the whole Earth to become a paradise. Yeah. And it's only when sin was introduced and... and How ca- Okay, but heaven's got a limit, hasn't it? Heaven's got a limit of 144,000, yeah. according to you guys, right? There's, there's a certain class of humans that will go there to be judges, yeah? Right. Because oh, they've Christ. lived the lives of humans, they know who they are. Nobody can judge who. But, but then, but then, are. surely there's more than 144,000. Isn't there something like two million Jehovah's Witnesses? Eight, eight and a half million. Right. So what? So yeah, some of them are going to be well gutted. So you know Lazarus, yeah. No, but answer this: some of the, if, if only 144,000 yeah. can go to heaven, then okay, what I'm about the other 7.8 million? You know, Jesus resurrected Lazarus. No, but answer that bit. To the earth. Yeah, they're going to so they're going to be walking so the earth. The people will be resurrected to the earth to complete the purpose that God wanted every human to live on the earth in happiness. So they're going so they're not going to they're going to die but then they're going to come back to earth. There's there's a re- apart from those that die at Armageddon which is the apocalyptic when's, judgment when's, day. When's when's that? Ah, we wait on that one. Is it still is still the jury's out? Well, yeah, the thing is that's why we go from door to door. It's, but what, it's, if you're full up, though, what's what's the point? No, no, no one can judge who's going to live or die. Yes, up to God. But uh, how can you? How can you? How uh, the thing is right? Okay. How, th- this religion was started at the end of the nineteenth century by an American preacher, right? Yeah. Right. But and a lot of things have changed over the years as well. Yeah, but how how can how can suddenly in like eighteen eighty or whenever it was. Some American preacher go, oh, I've got it. Yeah, no, I've got it now. Right, every, right. all the other religions, you're all wrong. I've got it. Oh, I've got it, Jehovah's. We're going to call it Jehovah's Witnesses, and boom, we're in. It's a really long answer, but the short answer is, 
if you believe in my universe where God is an active person, it's, it's God's time to start things rolling because Armageddon is approaching. What about, I heard a thing on um, another radio show the other day about um, disfellowship, right? Yeah. And um, this couple, it was a really sad story. This guy was saying how his parents got his parents got divorced. And, yeah. and he was a kid, he was like nine or ten. And because they got divorced and it's not recognised in the, in the Church of Jehovah's Witness, uh, yeah. the, whole, the whole family was disfellowshipped. Including the kids. And so people that he thought he considered to be like, you know, aunts and uncles within Jehovah's Witnesses turned their back on him. Right, it's two parts to it. Divorce is okay on grounds of adultery. So if one partner has committed adultery... But that person, but that, the adulterer, then gets disfellowshipped. Right, the act... The attitude to the act, yeah? But what about the kid? If if I... If I'd... um, if I'd been an adulterer... Yeah, but what about the kid? And I wasn't sorry for it... Yeah. I could be disfellowshipped. But yeah? what about the kid? The kids are fine. Basically, when you get baptised, you're yeah. an adult, yeah? You're not baptised as a child. But yeah? the kid had been... Dis- the kid was shunned by the Jehovah's Witness family. That shouldn't have happened. Basically, the only... If you're, if you're baptised, yeah? Yeah. Then you've made an oath, similar to a marriage oath. All right, listen, we've got two there. minutes left. Very quickly... Babies with cancer. Terrible, isn't it? Yeah, but but how does your how do you justify that with with your God? Because if you're a person who puts things right after something has happened, but you have to allow it to happen to solve whether the devil was right or not, you can fix things after. It's different. To, it's a different perspective to us. But think, you're oh, not. You're fudging it. Answer the question. How how does how do you explain babies with cancer in your universe? When when Satan said that God didn't have the right to be our God, God then had to show, through letting Satan's world go, that Satan's world was rubbish. and it but, So God it could step in that. and save babies with cancer. He chooses not to, to prove a point. That don't, will, that don't sound like a loving God in. to me. No, no, no. You're not. We would fix it as a band-aid now. We'd fix cancer, but we'd die. Yeah. If that baby died, yeah. tragically, and, and even if they suffered, yeah. if, if you had the power then in the resurrection to bring back a perfect baby... You're talking non- you don't, you're not making sense now, Craig. But you, uh, uh, It's d- hard to do in the phone call. No, I know it is, and I appreciate you doing it. I'm throwing at you, but that is the big thing. Kids with cancer. How, how does a loving God if you could take the pain let kids... Away, how does a loving God let kids have cancer you, and die in front could, of their parents? If you could take the pain away and take the remembrance of the pain away... Right. That would solve the problem, wouldn't it? Well, no. I'd rather have a kid that was alive and didn't have cancer. But if the, if the kid ended up being alive and didn't remember the cancer... What? In the, if they were resurrected and didn't remember the bad things... Yeah. Then that, yeah, that problem solved. It would be if only resurrection were, were a real thing, Craig. But uh, I've got to end it there. But I enjoyed that. Thank you. Um, isn't it... Isn't it um, funny, you never... You, you know, I appreciate that, Craig, and I threw that one at you, but... Um, didn't understand the answer, and it sounded a little bit like bullshine to me, but on your merry way you go. Thank you very much indeed. 0844-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. Glenn and Honey, I'm going to come to you after the news, if that's all right. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk radio. Another hour of this to go, guys. And considering we had nothing to talk about, I don't think we've done 
too badly. It's actually been quite an interesting show, I'd say. No, lay back and kind of just having a chat on late night radio. That'll do me. If you want to take part, 0844 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Yeah. I used pink bathrobe, a rare mint snow globe, a smurf. TV trade I bought on eBay My house is filled with this crap Shows up in bubble wrap Most every day What I bought on eBay Liable to snipe you with two seconds left to go. Whoa, got PayPal or Visa, whatever will please ya. As long as I've got the dough, I'll buy your tchotchkes. Sell me your watch, please. I'll buy. on uh, YouTube on YouTube there's a massive advert for Vimeo which I think is the enemy company well done those guys it's like us having adverts for LBC huh? uh, we'll play the uh, the Weird Al um, uh, interview a little bit later on 0844 499 uh, 1000 is the telephone number honey hello hey honey what's wrong you sound down yeah we have beef we have beef 
Yeah. Oh. You were like slagging off filmmakers earlier. Filmmakers. <laughs> filmmakers. Filmmakers. Who make films. Filmmakers. No, what's, I don't think. No, hang on a second. <laughs> I wasn't slagging off filmmakers per se. I was saying that pretty much their their entire lives were pointless. Um, I don't think that's 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 slagging them off. Um, it's so much effort. I, 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 you know, I've worked in TV and I've and I've seen TV and, I, and I've, I've been on film sets and I know people that make films. And there's so much work. Literally, a movie, like a two-hour <laughs> movie. It could be like three, four, five years making that film from having the idea to going to the premiere. And you kind of think, that's a waste of time. I know, but how great must it feel like when you go to the premiere and you're like, wow, this is my film. And then people are like, that was so good. But what if it's, what if it's a stinker? Well, what if you make a film, right? And you get, like one star, and not even <laughs> not even Paul Ross, who says good things about every film. Not e- you can't even salvage a quote from a Paul Ross review of your film. What about that? Oh yeah, I guess that would suck. That would suck big time. But that's why. That's why you have to put like loads of effort in. Yeah, do and, your like, best. And like come up with a good idea. Arkayla, we'll do our best. Sometimes, honey, people's best is not good enough. Uh, true. Have you ever seen Danny Dyer act? No, of course not, because he can't. <laughs> oh, that was that was that was cold. Yeah, he's no. gonna. Well, no, he probably won't come after you for that. No, I, I'm teasing. I quite like Danny Dyer. I think he's all right. He's actually, funny. I, don't, I don't know why I said that. I think he's. I think he's. Um, I think he's all right. What was it? He, anyway, he was, yes, I've met Danny Dyer. Actually, he's a nice bloke. Oh, yeah. Have you met? By the way, have you met anyone from The Who, as in Pete or Roger? Well, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> sounds like time for one of my many Who stories to come out here. Oh, no. Yes. Have I got... Can someone... Can someone tweet me the clip of me at the Royal Albert Hall, please? Because I haven't got it. I used to have the clip. I don't oh, think I've got God. it. Two stories. First story. We'll start with the small story and then we'll work up. First story. I won um, the Best Breakfast Show Award... Uh, the Sonys two two yeah, years ago. Thanks very much indeed. Um, backstage, um, there was a wee old man there, very tiny fella. Oh, it's Roger Daltrey from The Who, one of my favourite <laughs> bands. And I thought, do you know what? I'm full of uh, cockiness, a little bit self-assured. I've got an award in my hand. I'm going to go and speak to the man. I went up to him and went, Roger, can I just say, I really like your music with The Who. I specified his music with The Who. <laughs> and he went... All right, yeah, nice one, mate. Thanks very much indeed. Now, here's the... Uh, and that was... Basically, I was saying his solo music was rubbish. Here's the um, the other thing, honey. Many years ago, I used to work at Absolute, a terrible radio station that's got no morals or principles. Ooh. And um, they work closely, and I've lost the clip, and tomorrow I'm going to spend the in- entire day finding... Let me, hang on, let me just stay there. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Come on, Ian. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me see... <laughs> No, I've not got I need to get in touch with Gareth who recorded it. Right. They used to um, work in partnership with the Teenage Cancer Trust, mm-hmm. uh, um, which is Roger Daltrey's charity. Yeah. And um, they would often get the presenters to go and introduce the crappy bands, right? And I was asked, Ian, would you like to go on stage and introduce Suede? I went, no. They went, oh, <laughs> w- oh, 
Really? I said, no, I don't want to introduce suede. Why would I introduce suede? They went, oh. I said, who else you got? They said, would you like to go on stage and introduce BDI? I went, no, of course not. They said, oh, because if you introduced BDI on stage, you'd also get to introduce the headline band on stage. I found out who the headline band was. I went to the uh, evening and I hosted the event and I introduced BDI on stage. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome BDI. Then I got to go out a bit later on and I said the following words, honey. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome not just one of the best rock and roll bands in the world, the greatest rock and roll band in the world, The Who! I'm so proud of you. So, yes, I got to introduce The Who Live on stage at the Royal Albert Hall, backstage, I was too nervous to speak to them, backstage, Pete Townsend walked past me, then he took three steps, he took a three steps backwards walking, tapped me on the arm and said, nice one mate, thanks, boom, that's what I'm talking about, that is what I'm talking about. Let me just do this on on radio, Um, Pete Townsend, he's also on my list of weird Oh, I totally go gay for Pete Townsend. <laughs> totally. Hell yeah. Pete Townsend is awesome. Have you read his brilliant book? No, I'm too scared. It'll make me really sad. Why? Because I, I don't know. It, it will make I you sad. Really he's, I love Pete Townsend. And that, that for me, Pete Townsend is kind of the last interview I need to do. Um, yeah, the last thing I need to do, and then I'm done. And then I'm done interviewing people. Aren't you a bit scared of him, though? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, but but uh, <laughs> only because I just only because I think he's so brilliant. Good. I'm not I'm not worried he's going to lamp me or or do something outrageous. Oh, well, he might. Uh, no, no, not at all. Um, get his um, um, empty glass solo album. That is a no, record. I've, I've got all his solo albums on vinyl. I love him. Even um, all the best cowboys have Chinese eyes. Yeah, that's like my favourite. It's a great title for an album. All the best cowboys have Chinese eyes. What a brilliant title for a record. I love, I love Pete Townsend. We're good. Do you know what? That's my mission. We're going to get Pete Townsend on the show, and as soon as we finish that interview, I'm going to go, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much. Good night. And I'm going to quit. And I'm going to quit radio. And I'm going to go and okay, live. Okay, but wh- when you get him, you're going to let me talk to him, right? Uh, shut up, man. You've spoken to Mike Love already. Yeah, but... I'm not going to try and fix you up with... You're a 19-year-old girl. I'm not going to fix you up with 74-year-old rock stars again. Oh, please. No, not happening, honey. But 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 nice try. I had the clip. My, my, uh, someone who later became um, a friend of mine. Not a particularly close friend, actually. But, but we, a really nice guy called Gareth was um was recording that event and he um he sent me um a really lovely he sent me the recording of me introducing the who live on stage because he was he was kind of mixing the sound and stuff and um that would be a long since lost guys oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand glenn hannah stay there come to you after this Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Glenn! Hello, Ian. How are you? Hip, hip, hip. Glenn, very excited because Weird Al is going to be on the show in about 20 minutes' time. Oh, thank you for playing that song earlier. Isn't he just a genius? Which, which song? Uh, the eBay song? 
Yeah, the eBay song, but oh. my particular favourite is another one, Ride the Bus. Oh, yeah, I, I just think he's 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 brilliant, and it's so easy to dismiss what he does as novelty. And not that there's any shame in novelty, but um, he says in the interview, because we recorded it a couple of days ago, he says, I, I don't want to waste a single syllable in the songs. Yeah. And there is no there is no flabbiness in those songs. Every single word is uh, sculpted for maximum comedic effect. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. And the, 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 the track is the musical tracks are... Um, they're such good pastiches, you know. They're not mm-hmm. crappy little rip knockoffs. They sound like the record, you know. I think it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, totally. Speaking of underrated music, yes, I downloaded your uh, EP. Is that the way to describe it? Uh, yes, the controversial. I believe it's been banned by the BBC. They've certainly not played it. Um, the controversial EP that um, is. It could be the. Last release that the trio of myself, Nigel from Maidstone, and um, Dan, the DJ, ever make is, is it's got very tense, very tense back at the house where we all live. Well, I'll tell you this, Ian. I've always had this problem where if I have a, a very deep thought or a song in my head, I, yeah. I can't help but express it verbally. So if, if you're thinking of something that you, you shouldn't say, I'll, I'll say it out loud. Or if there's a song in your head, you'll... you'll sing it aloud whether yeah. or not you want to and there's nothing worse than walking out in public maybe past a group of attractive women and you just find yourself uncontrollably going Miley Cyrus Miley yeah. Cyrus and they just look at you as if you're off, there was someone tweeted church. that they um, I think they were at a gallery and looking at Michelangelo's David one of the most stunning pieces of art really taps into the uh the soul and the zeitgeist and um they ended up singing lindsay lohan lindsay lohorn yeah lindsay lohan. you're looking at you're looking at his lindsay lohorn yeah yeah uh, and and they started singing that and it really really it takes a skill to write a song as irritating as that and yeah. we've done it we've we've pulled it off but honestly yeah it's not bad is it no it's not bad. it's not it's, it's great it's quite good quite it's, good it's great it's great. I, I, I'm not. We're not up there with Weird Al levels yet, but I think our next one will probably be much better than anything he's ever done. Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed it. It's enjoyed me on my trip today. So, well, uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to split over financial differences. Um, mm. To bands, to because there was a, a, a thing for bands to live together. I know the Monkees did it pretend, and the mm. Beatles did it pretend. That is there a cooler house than the Beatles' house in Help? Um, but some bands, I think the Small Faces lived together. Um, I think Supergrass might have lived together for a while. Do bands still live together? I think that's what's missing in modern pop and rock, bands sharing a house together. Not not anymore, I don't think. But I'd like to think that maybe in 10 or 20 years, you and Nigel and Barry might do a big reunion tour, maybe a couple of arenas where yeah. you all have your separate dressing rooms, you know? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that might that might happen that might happen we might you know there might be uh, maybe not with nigel because he's a little bit um um alluring to himself but i can see me and and dan oh, yeah. and barry doing um some live shows together i can see he's doing a concert Absolutely. nigel can be the john deacon he can be the the one that you don't mind who isn't here anymore <laughs> the bass player from queen uh, here's the thing right there are three surviving Members of Queen. 
One of them refuses to play with Queen anymore. I cannot get my head around that. But do you know he's the richest surviving member? How? Because of another one, Bates of the Dust was such a huge hit in America, and he doesn't he doesn't pay into any tours that they do, but he still cashes the checks. Oh, he gets he's a, a bit genius. Of, yeah, well, yeah, but the, but but they all they all wrote hits, didn't they? They all did, but in America, the biggest hit was another one, Bates of the Dust, which really? was his. Oh, good. Bigger than any other song they did. Good for him. Good for him. Because can we be honest? Bohemian Rhapsody is rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It is, isn't it? And it always comes out as the best song of all time. I'm thinking, what? Have you not heard any other songs? It's, I mean, it's clever. And it's as a, as a production, as a studio production. Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's a great production. But as a song, it leaves me feeling a bit cold. Well, it's it's three decent songs put together, but there's lots of amazing songs on their own. Well, you know I don't, I mean? let's not get carried away. It's only Queen we're talking about. I well, like. I, I didn't mean Queen. I mean in general. In music, general, you know? I like out of Queen. I like. Um, um, I'm the Invisible Man. I'm the Invisible Man. I like that one. That's my favourite. And I yeah, also like. Buster's rip off. Yeah, I like Bicycle Race. Mm-hmm. And I've got a soft spot for fat bottom girls. But anyway, back to Queen. Um, I quite like Seven Seas of Rye. Yeah. The Seven Seas of Rye! But the rest of it's rubbish. Yeah, pretty much. I'm glad we feel the same way about Queen. Say that again, sorry? I said I'm I'm glad we feel the same way about Queen. Yeah, and I've tried Queen. I've tried Queen many, many times. And I just... It's like, nah, not really. I tell you what puts me off. It's all that live in in Brazil. Deo! Oh, you guys are great. Oh, and if you got you got a microphone stand, either hold the microphone or put it in a stand and stay still. Don't take half the microphone stand and run around with it. All right? You twit. Didn't you go to Brian's house? I've been to here's the thing, guys. I've been to Brian May's house. I've um, stood in his garage where he keeps all his amps. I was making a documentary about Vox, uh, which I've I've since yesterday I saw it's being this documentary about Vox is being sold for twenty dollars on an American uh, bootleg DVD site, and I got to interview Brian May. Now I'm not a massive Queen fan, and I, but but I you know I acknowledge Brian May as a huge rock star, and I, I respect his position in musical history. Um, and he was playing, he had the guitar and stuff, and he was playing some licks. And I went, what happens if you, uh, flick that switch and change the pickups? He went, oh, if I, if I put it here, that's the bow rap sound. And he started playing the solo from Bohemian Rhapsody. And I'm stood next to him in his garage. And there's, it's on, it's on YouTube. And, um, my face when he does that, and I look at the camera, and you do see 15 year old me just <laughs> grinning like a lunatic. And here's the interesting thing about Brian May and his guitar. He he won't know where his guitar is now. He doesn't know where his guitar is for insurance purposes, right? Because if someone broke into the house and held Brian May hostage, we want your guitar. Give us your, give us your freaking guitar. We want your freaking guitar. We're going to shoot Anita. Give us the freaking guitar, right? If he knew where it was, he'd go, oh, it's downstairs under the... Th-. He doesn't know where it is. Every night, his roadie puts the guitar in a leather guitar case and takes it and hides it somewhere secret. Genius. It's, it's genius, and it's a true story, because I was talking to the roadies, absolutely fascinating bloke. He hides it somewhere different every single night, and Brian never knows where his electric guitar is. Isn't that fantastic? 
That's amazing, because he made that thing. That's incredible. Out of a fireplace. Him and his dad made it out of a fireplace. Amazing. It's brilliant, isn't it? Actually, now I think about it, I do quite like Queen. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, they're, they're not bad, are they? They're not bad. i tell you what's missing. Queen should have made a movie in the late 70s. I know that Flash Gordon, they did the soundtrack, but they should have made a yeah, film yeah. where it's like um, them living in a house together um, and then they have to go around the world to, to, to save the world or something. That's what they should have done. And, and yeah. that, was, that was their big career mistake, I think, was they never made a movie mm. in 1978, a low-budget sci-fi should've movie. Should have, would have, Yeah, should have, would have, could have. Glenn, thank you for that. Thank you, Ian. Take Gis- care. Gis- Gis- you, you, you take care. And that is a threat. Um, oh, wait, four, four. Um, someone on Periscope is saying, why do most whites never talk about important things? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? We're talking about Brian May's guitar and the fact he doesn't know where it is. What do you mean? That, that's, that's the most important thing that a white man can be talking about. Stupid thing to say, you massive racist. Can't be racist, it's a black man. Hannah! Um, but... Huh? Hip, hip, hip. Huh? Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 hip. So, what's... You've got an OBE or something? Sorry? You got, it says you've got an OBE. Yeah, yes, I've, yes, Dr. Ian Lee OBE is my... Since I found out you can change your name on Twitter without losing your blue tick... Yeah. I'm having the time of my life. Blimey. I didn't believe that, though. Well, I've got an OBE. The doctor <laughs> bit is made up. I'll give you that. I've got an OBE. Have you? Yeah, of course I've got an OBE. Everyone knew that. Oh, don't pull my finger. I'm not pulling it. I, honestly, the doctor bit is obviously ridiculous. I I, I, uh, I left medical college with only six months to go. So while I know most of the stuff, I'm not legally allowed to call myself um, a, a doctor. But the OBE, okay. is, the OBE is true, yeah. Oh, I just don't norm- normally. I don't bang on about it, but I just thought it'd be a bit of fun to put it on Twitter. Mm. Are you really? Yes, I've got re- me. I got it the same time as, um, and I can't remember her name. The lass, the presenter lass, she went off to America. Um, June Sarpong. Me and June Sarpong got it at the same time. Oh, okay. For like, because we were doing, she was doing um, political programs at the time. She'd interviewed Tony Blair. That was it. She'd interviewed. I remember it. She'd interviewed Tony Blair, and I'd um, just presented Thumb Bandits about computer games. And so we got it for like services to youth culture and stuff like that. All right. What you called him for? It's true. It's it's true. What (laughs) What have you called him for? Um, Amy versus Radio. Yeah. Am I still sitting at the front? You, well, if oh, geez. first come, first serve. That's my motto. Oh, well, I'll, put a channel, I'll put a channel on the front. You'll see. No, well, um, I forgot that's happening. That's not too far away. I ought to um, dust off my uh, my notes and um, work out what I remember the act. That's what I need to do. I'm looking forward to it. Well, you know, it'll be. We're going to film the one in Luton. Yeah, that's what I'm coming to. Yeah, we're going to film the one in Luton and we're going to release it and get rich. That's the plan. Well, we might we we might do a DVD. We might um, uh, and the DVD would have like the whole thing as opposed to the CD, which only had some. And we're gonna we're gonna anyway. I've got I've got to talk to Chris about it because it's got involves work and stuff. But we're gonna release 
the um, the CD as a download, and we're also going to pair it with another show that I recorded that's quite different. Well, it's kind of the same, but it's a bit different. There's some different bit. There's one different bit in it that I've already put out there for free. So, ah, scrap that idea. Involves a lot of work. Yeah. Anything else? You sound out of breath. What's going on there? Oh, um, I'm, well, I'm struggling with my depression a bit. You what? I'm struggling with my depression a bit, but... Oh, okay. But that makes you out of breath? Mm, sometimes. Oh, well, you know. It's funny, isn't it? It's funny how it can have, um... A physical effect when you know it's up in the head and stuff. It's not the head; it's the it's the head and it's the soul. And, well, that, uh, that 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 JW who was on earlier, he really annoyed me. What? Who? Who? The JW who phoned up. What now? Why can't you say Jehovah's Witness? Because they speak bollocks. Well, that well they might do, but um, you can still say Jehovah's Witness, can't you? Yeah, Jehovah's Witness, whatever they are, whatever one might call themselves. Yeah. You know, but, um... But why did he annoy oh, you? Why did that annoy you? Didn't annoy me, because, I found it quite interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm open to hearing what people want to say. Yeah. But they, they're they saying certain things out of the Bible, well, which aren't actually in the Bible. Right, so what are you? Um, what are you? Well, I, 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 I believe in God. Right. Well, it, well, I could, well, 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 come on now. Yeah, but, his, yeah, but, yeah, but, my, but, point but is, my point is, in they pick and choose things out of the Bible. And you, whole, and you don't. No, I believe the entirety of the word is truth. Right. Well, I think that's bollocks. So you know, I think both of you speak in bollocks. So, but I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm still cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I'm not offended by what you. That's not you a very think. Christian attitude to um to but listen, but to, listen to have that towards I... Craig. Yeah, it's not okay, a particularly Christian enough. attitude, is it? Well, in 2009, I took an overdose because of a church. They said my depression was um, part of the devil. You know, I mean, how nice is that? Well, I, I, I listen. I don't want to speak about your situation specifically because that would be unfair of me. But I, I am of the belief, the belief that um, n- no one. I, I don't believe that people. I don't believe that when someone makes an attempt on their own life, um, that it can be blamed on other people. It, we people, we make that decision ourselves. No one makes someone. In my opinion, no one makes someone attempt to kill themselves. No. But I'm not criticising you for what you say. No, that's you know. I genuinely think that we make that decision ourselves. Oh, I know that. It was my attempt anyway, because I, I was brought up in that place, and it was horrible. What Jehovah's Witnesses? No, in a church that right. was horrendous. Yeah, and but, I made a decision to leave because I knew it wasn't right. But some people might find your your, and I don't know your particular faith or the specifics of it or what it would be labelled as. But some people would find that. Equally as offensive as as what Craig was saying. Oh yeah, I mean everyone's equal to their opinion. I'm not. I, I just I found what I found hard. What he was saying was that only a percentage allowed into heaven, which isn't isn't right. All right, kids. With, all right, I'm going to do it, Hannah. Kids with cancer. Yeah. How do, how do you explain a loving God that lets lets little babies have cancer? It isn't God that now it's a sin in the world, unfortunately. So it's sin that means kids have cancer. So babies that have never God, sinned God, at all. Wolf, they don't go to hell. They go. They go to heaven. No, but they still. But they still have. It's still kids with cancer. I've seen kids with cancer because I did loads of work in Great Ormond Street. It is yeah, just the God most heartbreaking thing. God. Now God could stop that, couldn't he? 
God could, could stop kids having cancer, but he chooses not to. He he does. Oh. I can't answer. Oh, I don't know how to answer that. It comes down to faith. I wish I had the answer, Ian. I really do. But but the, but you, the reason I'm bringing it up is right. I'm not I'm not having a go. But the reason I'm bringing it up no, is because people will will think that your answer is equally as repugnant as, as they perceive Craig's answer to be to that question. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I ask, well, why have I got depression, you know, but I have to trust him daily to get me through it. You know? You skirted over the kids with cancer, which is perhaps the best thing. Hannah, listen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, thank you to um, uh, Waterstones Uxbridge. I can't believe that guy's still working there. He's the pervert that sent out dick pics or something. I can't remember the story. It's something. I think he sent out dick pics under the Waterstones Uxbridge um, thing. But he's also tweeted the pic, the picture of Skinny Me. Look at Skinny Me, uh, the precise moment that Brian May is playing the guitar solo from Bohemian Rhapsody. Look at the face on that skinny boy. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I cocked up the break, so you're going to have another break in about three minutes. Um, which is something to look forward to. That that would be a delight. Uh, and then after that, am I introducing Weird Al or is it... Is, oh, OK, we're, uh, we're going to do that. OK. Um, uh, and then it'll be, um, widow. I should, I should, I've started, um, in a, a vain attempt to get more people to be aware of the podcast. I've started on my, my website linking to the podcasts, ianlee.com. So you can go there and, uh, you can find the Scroobius Pip podcast and the Noel Edmonds, um, uh, doing a dirty phone call to a cat podcast and a little, a little bit. I don't, I, I may keep doing it. I may not keep doing it. Um, I don't know. But, you know, but you can go there and there's other bits and pieces that um, I, uh, I I put up there and, and little bits and pieces. So I'm getting doing maths on the screen. OK, th- if I stop it, if I take a break at 37 minutes, that I have to stop them for adverts, then I have 40 seconds to intro the um, thing. All right, well, I've got literally nothing for a minute and 20 seconds. Literally nothing. Um, I'm tempted to test the emergency tape to see if that procedure works. Shall we see? Do you know how to override the emergency tape if it kicked in? Let's find out. Let's, let's, this is something you don't get on radio. This is something you don't get on radio. We're going to have a minute silence.
Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, dear listener, um, it's been a pleasure taking your calls, but no more calling. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic, um, you remember him from Eat It and other spoof songs, is an absolute genius. I got to speak to him last week, and this is what he had to say. Hey, Al, can you hear me? I can. Hey, Ian, how you doing? I'm good, man. We're going to crack straight on with it. Al, it's so lovely to talk to you. Now, listen, I I interviewed you before. I don't expect you to remember it. Don't worry. No, I do remember. Yes, absolutely. We geeked out about the monkeys a lot, because that's how I kind of found out about you, because you were the opening act for the monkeys in the 80s. Um, well, they're the closing act for me, but yes, that's, that's correct. <laughs> what's, what's the line from Spinal Tap? They, they were still booing the opening act when we went on or something uh, like that. <laughs> uh, but you, that was, I mean, that was six years ago you were over in the UK, something like that. It was a long time ago, wasn't it? Well, uh, uh, I was actually in the UK last uh, last fall to do the tour, but when I did the interview with you, that was quite, that, that was, was, I think, uh, when was that? Uh, 2012, I think it was, so five, five years ago. I didn't, know you, years I didn't ago. know you were over here last year. I missed that. Oh, yeah, we, we, um, we sold out the, uh, the Apollo. It was great. Oh, man, alive. I missed it. What, how, how does, do um, British fans react to you over here? What, what, what's the difference between you being over here and you in the States? Well, uh, I have a bigger fan base in the States. Uh, you know, I, I tour, uh, I, I'm do- doing a world tour, but it's 95% North America. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I don't get as much exposure in the UK, but uh, I, I've got enough of a fan base to merit coming out every few years. And like I said, we, we did very well at the Apollo. Um, so, you know, thanks, thankfully, because of the Internet, uh, mm. my fan base is, has spread around the world a bit more. Well, this is what I was going to ask about. You... you um You've kind of you're owning the internet at the moment, aren't you? In the ways that you are releasing your songs and also your videos as well. You've you've kind of made it work for you. Well, I'm giving them my best shot. I mean, you know, MTV in the states hasn't played music videos in in quite some time, and and the internet is where people now get exposed to music and, and music videos. So I've been trying to take advantage of that and trying to uh, you know uh, use social media to my advantage. And uh, you know, the, the internet sort of where my bread is buttered these days. And. I, I, I... Was it a difficult transition from? Because hey, listen, I, I don't want to, you know, say you're an old man, but you've been doing this for years, and you, 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 you know, you started when it was vinyl, and then CDs, and then, you know, MP3s and downloads and all of that stuff. Uh, was the tradition, was the transition from the traditional way of doing it to the, you know, the, the way of doing it now? Was it tricky for you, or did you kind of just take to it and get it? I don't know about being tricky. I mean, you just have to kind of go along with the flow. You can't be uh, afraid to, you know, uh, go along with what the new technology is and, you know, how things are being marketed currently. And you just don't want to, you don't want to cling to old business models. You know, I, I don't release things on Edison cylinders and eight tracks anymore. <laughs> Not like, ti- ti- I just read a book about Tiny Tim. He, he was doing that well into um, the 1980s, was, he would record songs on um, Edison cylinders. Oh, is that true? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an interesting character. Um, what were you when you were younger, Al? When you were like a kid? Oh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I just since you brought up Tiny Tim, Go on. I got to tell you a quick little anecdote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to see uh, Ringo Starr uh, in concert at, at a smaller club in Los Angeles about fifteen, twenty years ago. Yeah. And I was uh, in, in like the tenth row, and in the middle of the show, Ringo Starr looks right at me and he goes. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special celebrity guest in the audience. And I'm thinking, whoa, Ringo recognized me. This is really cool. He points at me and he goes, Tiny Tim, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. 
<laughs> and did you did you um, did you accept it? Did you sta- stand up and singing uh, well, tiptoes with the tunes? Stood up and took a bow. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to contradict Ringo. You don't or shout, Ringo. Sorry, no, it's not. I'm, I'm Weird Al, but thanks. God, how uncomfortable that must have been. This is several years after Tiny Tim had already died. <laughs> oh, oh, bless you. Well, you make you you would have made some people very happy there by recreating. Um, Tiny Tim. Yes. <laughs> when you were a kid, Al, what were you? When you like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, what were you listening to? What kind of music was was getting you going? You know, I I, I, uh, I was sort of late getting into uh, pop music and rock music. Uh, about that time, twelve years old. Uh, you know, I was listening to um, uh, the Doctor Demento radio show, which I know that was that wasn't in the UK, but it was all sorts of comedy novelty music like Spike Jones yeah. and Alan Sherman and Stan Freeberg and Tom Lehrer. Uh, I, I think I got into Elton John pretty early uh, in my teenage years. Uh, the Beatles, the Stones, the Kinks, the Who, bands like that. And and what was what was the plan? Was the plan? I mean, did you did you start bands at school? Did you did you want to be a rock star, or was there always this kind of um, you know this, this this wicked sense of humor creeping through? Well, the thing was, I didn't know how to play the guitar or any kind of traditional rock instrument. I played the accordion. That was my axe. And I found out pretty early on that nobody in my school really wanted an accordion in their rock band. (laughs) So it was kind of lonely for me. So I I figured out pretty early on that if I wanted to do music, I had to kind of go my own path. And as a kid, were you... um kind of, and I say this because this is what I like to think I was, were you that kind of nerdy kid on the fringes of things that, you know, you were making gags so that everyone liked you? Was it that kind of vibe at school for you? I guess. I mean, you know, I was definitely the nerdy kid. You know, when I, when I write a song like White and Nerdy, that comes from a lot of personal experience. Uh, I was the valedictorian in my high school. I graduated when I was 16, so I, I was always a couple years younger than everybody else in my class. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't super popular. Definitely definitely the nerdy kid. And, um, yeah, maybe I used humor as a defense mechanism, but I think more than that, I was just, just uh, innately weird. I couldn't help it. It, your songs, your songs are brilliant. They, they, I think they can be taken on, on on a couple of different levels. You know, they can be taken as the oh, isn't that isn't that funny? He's changed um, beat it to eat it. Isn't that clever? But it, when you listen to it and listen to all of those songs, we've just been listening to um, we just played Tacky to warm ourselves up for this. Um, the, the, the production is, you know, it's not a, a, a cheap, quick parody. You you put a lot of time and effort into the production of these songs, don't you? Well, I do, uh, and thank you for noticing. And uh, I have to uh, give credit to uh, to my band. I've had the same band since the early '80s, and they're some of the best musicians in the world. And uh, you know that that's that's my uh, my big secret. I surround myself with really talented people, and it mm-hmm. makes me sound good. And how do you go about writing the lyrics? Is it is it hours slaving away, Al? Going <laughs> this is a bit this this uh, Miley Cyrus song is good. I'm going to deconstruct it, or or does how does it work? Well, I don't just dash it off. I mean, maybe back in the old days when I was just writing songs for my own amusement, yeah. I might write a song in 20 minutes. I think I think another one rides the bus, my Queen parody. I think I literally wrote in about 20 minutes. Uh, but nowadays I realize that when I do a song, uh, it has a shelf life. There might be people listening to it 20, 30 years from now. I'd be, I might be doing it on stage hundreds and hundreds of times. So uh, I actually spent a little time and effort and, and try to put some craft into it. Oh, man, just even a title, though, another one, uh, another one rides the bus. I just, uh, it's just, it's so beautifully observed, you know. And it, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you're, you're kind of Oscar Wilde or anything, but it's just such a, <laughs> But do, do you know what I mean? They're, they're just so clever and so witty. And 
packed full of, I don't want to say gags, because that makes it sound a bit demeaning, but just, just rich with humour. You know, you, you, you've, got, you've got some brilliant word plays going on. Well, thanks. You know, I, I, I try to just make every syllable count. So, you know, I'll, I'll agonize over, uh, over lyrics for, for a long period of time. I mean, ostensibly what I do is kind of silly. But, you know, I will sometimes spend weeks or even months working on, on songs just to make them as good as they can be. You're right. It is silly. And silly, I think, is a really underrated um, attribute to have. There's nothing, you know, we have a great tradition in Britain of, of Monty Python, which was very silly. And I think silly is good. Are you surprised that, um, you know, 30-odd years later... You're kind of you're still selling huge amounts of records. I think that Mandatory Fun was that the first album you had that went to number one. It is, in fact, in the states, it's the first album, uh, first comedy album to hit number one since wow. 1963. Wow! So it was extremely unusual and very, uh, you know, very surprising to me. So yeah, I'm 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 amazed that I still even get to do this for a living, and the fact that uh, my career seems to be doing better now than ever is kind of mind-boggling to me. There's a lot of respect for you, isn't there? In the, a lot, a lot of artists consider it to be um, a badge of honor to have a Weird Al uh, parody of their song. That, that's what I've heard. Uh, Lady Gaga called it a rite of passage. Wow. Uh, Kurt Cobain uh, famously said that he didn't realize he had made it until he heard the Weird Al parody. <laughs> uh, so I've heard, I've heard a lot of really great things from people. Is it true? I got, I got this off the internet, so it must be true, Al. Is it true that um, uh, Kurt Cobain was worried that you were gonna, the, the parody you were going to do was about food? I wouldn't say he was worried. He was just curious. Well, I, I talked to him directly on the phone to get his wow. permission. Wow. And I told him I was going to do a parody of Smells Like Teen Spirit. And the first thing he says is, oh, um, is it going to be a song about food? Because I, <laughs> I was sort of famous about doing food songs. And yeah. I said, well, no, uh, actually, it's a song about how nobody can understand your lyrics. And there was sort of a brief pause on the line. And he said, yeah, OK, that sounds funny. <laughs> How, <laughs> how does that? How do you go about phoning up Kurt Cobain? Obviously, now you need you know kind of like a special magic phone. But did, did, how did you go and go and do that? And was it was it prearranged? Did you just get his number one day? How does that work? Well, that, that's sort of the exception to the rule. I don't normally talk directly to the artists. Usually, it's my people talking to their people and right. working out deals, you know, behind our backs. Uh, yeah. But th- this was a case where my manager was saying, "Hey, you know what? I've been trying to get a hold of uh, of Nirvana's people. They're not returning phone calls. You know, this is dragging on and on. If you really want this parody, you're going to have to find some way to talk to these guys directly." Wow. Uh, and a friend of mine was working uh, in the cast of Saturday Night Live, and and Nirvana was uh, was just about to go on for the first time, and I said, "Hey, if you can get Kurt Cobain alone in a room, put him on the phone with me. I need to talk to him." And that's what happens. Uh, you know, Kurt was given a phone, and I said, "Hey, Kurt, it's Weird Al Yankovic," and I pitched him, and he was great. Who's been? Um, and we, I think we can say this. If not, we can bleep it. It's a pre-record. Who's been the biggest? Dick? Okay. Is, is, have there been any rock stars that have been massive dicks to you and gone, "Nah, sorry, mate, you're not having it." Well, I, I, I I'm not going to say that. You know, I'm not going to say anything about their character. But there's been one or two in the course of uh, my career that have said no. And I'm, I'm, that doesn't mean they're bad, horrible people. No, it just means no. that they just don't like parodies. So, um, uh, famously, Prince never let me do a, a song parody uh, over the years. Uh, uh, James Blunt has has uh, disallowed me to uh, officially release uh, "You're Pitiful." Uh, but that's, you know, it's, it. it's pretty it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. Most artists actually really appreciate it and get the joke and have a, a good sense of humor about it. You're giving the James Blunt song away free online, aren't you? I've noticed on your Twitter feed you're doing that. 
Yeah, and we've been doing that uh, for the last 10 years. Uh, it was originally supposed to be on my Straight Outta Linwood album. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's just always had a problem with it for whatever reason. Um, and, it's, it's you know, it leaked. It's online. It's available for, pe- for people that want it. And uh, um, it's unfortunate, but, you know, I, you know, I respect his, uh, yeah. his feelings. Has anyone ever done a parody of you? Yeah, actually, there, there there have been some fans that have done some parodies of some of my original songs. Uh, there's one guy, uh, I, I, have a, I have a song called Hardware Store, which is not a parody, it's an original, and somebody did a parody called Dumbledore and made it about Harry oh, Potter. Very so that clever. was kind of fun. Very clever. And you've written, um, you've written some kids' books as well. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're available in the UK, but yeah, I, I wrote a couple. One is called When I Grow Up, and one is called uh, My New Teacher and Me. Uh, and they did very well. In fact, uh, uh, I'm not sure if this is going to pan out, but we're in the process of, of trying to uh, uh, do a, a children's animated TV show based on uh, the characters in my, my, in my children's books. Um, it, it's really interesting because you, you, like, over here, you're right, that, that you're not as well known as, you know, and, and people, for a lot of people, it, your career starts and ends with Eat It, which is, which is brilliant, but they miss out on the hundreds of songs that you've done since then, which, which is, is, is their great loss. But in the States, I mean, you've sold tens of millions of albums. You've had, how many Grammys have you won? Four. I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, you, you've had all these awards. You've had, you know, pop stars, you know, love you, uh, parodying their work and and you say lady gaga says it's um a, a rite of passage um did you ever think al that you, you'd be where you are now i'm gonna say it, i'm gonna say it you, you're you're kind of an elder statesman of a <laughs> and i know i know it makes it sound like you're an old man but you are you're, you're no, kind, but i am i am you are, i'm an old man you're, you're, you're a, all right you're a really old man that's done quite well <laughs> for himself no you're now you're an elder statesman of kind of what i think is is a dying art the art of of parody and of the thing we said before of being silly and being stupid and embracing that well what i love is my whole career is so ironic because when i started out uh in the early 80s nobody wanted to sign me to a record deal because i did what was known in the industry as novelty music yeah. because anytime you're funny with music it's considered novelty and historically people that do novelty music um you know are considered one hit wonders that they they'll if they're lucky they'll have one big hit and then you'll never hear from them again they become a footnote so you know nobody wanted to sign me they said oh we want to sign somebody that's going to be around for a while yeah. uh and <laughs> the big irony of my career is uh, I, I've hung around and lasted longer than most of the people I was making fun of <laughs> in the early 80s. <laughs> it's, it's true. You, you are still going around. I, I, I've got to say as well, um, UHF, the movie that you made, um, it is just, it's, I, I was watching it the other day, knowing you were coming on. It's still, I mean, it looks 80s. But it stands the test sure. of time. It's got some great gags. That gag, I mean, the gag, I had to call my, uh, Catherine over, my producer, to show her. That gag when um, it's the blind guy doing the Rubik's Cube. Is it done oh. now? <laughs> no. Now? No. And it just, the, it's just a beautiful <laughs> gag, isn't it? And it's packed, oh, full of those, it's packed full of those gags. Were you disappointed that, it, that UHF didn't kind of start the, the, a, a potential film career for you? Sure, I mean, mostly because I was sort of built up to think that it would, because it tested very well with yeah. the test audiences. And Orion Pictures at the time was was very uh, encouraging, and they thought, oh, um, Weird Al Yankovic is going to be our new Woody Allen. We're going to be doing, you know, all these films with him, and he's going to be like our comedy guy. And, and they were building me up like uh, this was the start of a major film career. Yeah. And after the first weekend, when the box office was less than spectacular, 
all of a sudden I was I was a ghost. Nobody wanted to <laughs> establish eye contact eye contact with me. So yeah. uh, uh, it was yeah, it was very disheartening at first. But you know, ten twenty years later, uh, it's become a cult classic. It, it's it's done very well on DVD and Blu-ray and yeah. cable TV. And one of those movies that took a while to find an audience. Uh, you're doing the tour. It's all in the United States. Uh, most of it is anyway. What what what's next? Have you got Have you got kind of a few ideas in the back of your head? Have you got Where do you think you're going to go after this? I've got a few ideas. I mean, I'm working on some uh, some TV shows. I'm I'm doing two TV shows in the states: Comedy Bang Bang, and uh, I'm I'm the lead voice in an animated Disney show called Milo Murphy's Law. Oh, beautiful! Uh, and I'm also doing some other feature and film work, feature and and TV work, which I'm not at liberty to talk about. Oh. And, uh, and I'm I'm hopefully going to be doing some more music. But uh, most of next year is is a big question mark. I'm I'm not touring at all next year. I'm going to try to spend some quality time with my family and just kind of work on whatever interesting projects come up do you have do you have a studio at home do you do, is it you know are you like one of those yacht rockers in the 70s where hey i've got an idea let me go down to the basement and call the guys up or, or <laughs> i suppose i suppose well, anyone I, can I have record. a studio if you consider a laptop and a keyboard a studio yeah. so i have enough of a studio to make very primitive demos and then when we do things for real then i go into a bona fide studio um Al, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I can't, I can't believe I missed you last year, and I, I, I know why. Um, any plans to come back to the UK yet, or is that is that TBC? Well, I'd love to. Uh, like I said, next year we're not touring, but uh, we're going to be doing uh, some limited touring in 2018. So hopefully, uh, if somebody out there, some promoter out there wants me, uh, I'll get a phone call and I'll come on out. 2018. Who'd have thought we'd live so long? I'll tell you what, um, if, you, <laughs> if, if you're up for it, if you do come over in 2018, how about we get a screening of UHF and a, a Q&A or something organised? I can sort that out. That sounds good to me. Nice one, man. It's a day. Al, it's, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm, I, it's always, um, I, I, I love just going online and looking at your stuff. It just cheers me up no end. So thank you so much. And hopefully we'll get to, to meet each other again soon. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Ian. Thanks, Al. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Talk and entertainment across the nation. Talk Radio. Give it some lift.